0: Be the last one standing, two hands in the air. I'm a champion. You'll be looking up at me when it's over. I live for the battle. I'm a soldier. Yeah, I'm a fighter like Rocky. Put your flag on your back like Ali. Yeah, I'm the greatest. I'm stronger. Bet my dues can't lose. i my
1: own. Ya.
2: Yeah. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is
1: Ben. And I'm Chris. And you know, I'm Swizz.
2: Hey. As- and welcome to the CTC, everybody. Get around me. We are Correction Trade Center today. Before we move on, though, please look us up, like, subscribe, get up. All in our business on SC Insider 100, on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. You can also search all the audio platforms as well. So Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. And on the YouTube,
1: Chris. Yeah, to search for Kitchen Insider.
2: What, what? What, what? Swizzy, thank you for joining us once again, mate. You are... The eyes and the ears, Um, you are the Chris Rock to the...
1: I like to call it the... (laughs) To the Will Smith and Jada Pickett over here next to me.
2: That's actually a good one. Just slapping insight left, right, centre. The
1: man in the chair,
2: I like to call him. Swizz, how are you?
0: Mate, you can probably hear me and a few people found out about this on the weekend, but I was being a bit crook, didn't have COVID. Got two negative tests, so that was all good. It's crazy, you can be um, sick, a bit but sore, not sore right covered. now because so I went out and went out and played golf today. So a shout out to my mate Todd who took me out to uh, to Glen Waverley Golf Course and that he, he played all right. Don't ask about my triple figure score, but um, <laughs> you know, apart from that, you know, got to see some footy on the weekend, which is always good. And here to talk uh, Super Coach with you boys. So well, Swiss, so how complain. do
2: you how do you say negative?
0: <laughs> negative
2: <laughs> you're like i've had two negative tests boys yeah, um yes. tests. before we move on though shout out this is pretty much we're gonna have a little sip of this chris now those on uh the audio platforms can't hear it's a single malt uh nico whiskey it's a japanese one now k- shout out to Stuart davidson we're gonna sip this chris oh, and we're, going, um, we're
1: definitely gonna
3: sip. oh this. we're definitely oh, gonna sip this that. so this
2: is uh cheers and this is mm. this was the took. And the rail the, under three hundred Supercoach for round one. It's just the uh, the red wine infusedness. <laughs> oh yes, oh man. mate, it is literally delicious. So Stuart oh. Davidson, thank you, mm. and um, I'll come and collect my money on Saturday. Um, but let's let's go on. Let's also the, I'm on
1: the um, on the this, the water salsas right now. Just a just a casual little chill back as well.
3: Yes, uh,
2: but there could be some good things coming. I've been chatting. Too fab as well. Might even have some drink sponsors coming, boys, so we'll keep an Ooh, eye out there. So, so we might have to post you some, but I'm well, going to have definitely. a little bit of a hazy pail just because Chris isn't drinking,
1: so I better get something extra strong
0: much, out. Much better than my drink right now, boys. So, yeah, I'll happily yeah, take anything right now. I oh. love
1: that some podcasts, like, you know, they'll shout out all their Patreon members and we're shouting out beer. <laughs> <But> <laughs> not even a paid sponsor
2: yet,
0: but nah. we might be getting some paid sponsorships. Nah, so. You know, well, no. I'll, I'll go left field. Shout out to the cough medicine that I'm having right now. So, um. <laughs> He's just,
1: just sitting back. That's why it's just not on the video. He's like,
3: me
2: And we digress. Now, today it's a very big week, so we're going to move on. Basically, we're going to be looking at rookies, cash cows, those who we believe are very important. The ones that if you don't have them in, you should probably be trying to get them in ASAFP, work out what the F stands for, and... Then we'll go through looking at premiums, underperforming premiums, what do you do? And also there's a few mid-prices. Now, it's a very tricky scenario with these mid-prices, very team-dependent, so I think we'll go through some of those different scenarios as well. What the plan is, is that every time we introduce and talk about a new player, we will talk about that person and break it down so we can time stamp this in the YouTube and audio platforms. And that way it, everything ties in. So hopefully this goes really nice and smoothly.
1: Likelihood is that's not going to happen. So good luck. No, no chance. <laughs> hey. Uh, We've got know. a loose plan, all right? And that's all you should expect from us. So, yeah. I
2: love it when a plan comes together. But just like a boy bands back in the early 2000s, let's keep this plan simple.
1: Um <laughs> I think that's the second time you've made that. I have made the simple but play. I, and I don't know why I keep uh, getting hung I'm up. I'm still
0: okay with this. I know. What is your obsession with simple play? Like, they're good. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not, no they're, they're not good. Fuck <laughs> me. They were good. To bring it up, mate.
3: All right. There was a time.
0: Now,
2: let's start off with the big man, the big hulking man who I'm hoping gets named for round three. Chris is a very optimistic. Uh, Jack Hayes, everyone. Now, he has a break even of negative 135, played two games, 68 on the weekend. Uh, I believe they'll probably do a little bit better this week coming. Um, yeah, like literally, he is on track to make one hundred four thousand this week. Um, Chris, we'll start with you first on this one. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think he just plays good enough anyway that he's he's the what uh, he's the second best forward in that team. I uh, actually like he's been that good that I wouldn't mind seeing them like readjust their team around him. So, right now, obviously, they've got it works quite well. They've got, you know, Marshall's, as te- technically the sole rock. He, he does a chop out. You've got Ben King forward. You've got obviously Jack Hayes as well. And then you've got Tim Membry. Now, I reckon there's, there's a, and of course, Mason Wood, who's the other one. There's a world where, obviously, Mason Wood is the first to go there. There's also a world where they actually just try and work their team around to try and fit him in. I wouldn't be opposed to getting Mason Wood playing um, behind the ball or potentially even Membry. I'd love to see Membry as an intercepting defender. Um, now, the, the Saints don't really have the luxury, unfortunately, as we know. They need to win games. So I, I, they can't really throw things to the wolves, but you can't just throw a talent like Jack Hayes out when he's performing to this standard. I do think they play better with Ryder in the team because he is a much better tap Ruckman. Um, he's one. I mean, he's one of the best tap out to advantage Ruckman in the, in the competition. Um, And even if he's not playing a lot of time on ground, I think he's still valuable to their team. Uh, But I think that they can play with Jack Hayes. I don't think it's necessarily Ryder in Jack Hayes out. I think that there is a situation where he will play and at least give him a chance to prove himself in that third role. Um, Swiz, what do you think about uh, old Hazy boy?
0: Well, I think if if you're not on him, you probably need to get on from that cash gen. Um, seventy-three yeah. percent, or he owned especially him. if, he's named if his that's name. This week, that's the absolutely. key. Yeah, well, get that's the thing. Well, Ryder got through. I think the VFL did did some good things there. So it depends on how tall they want to go. But I think I, I agree with you. Mason Wood probably is the one that actually falls out. Uh, Richmond are going to play the two rucks in Hank and Soldo. So yeah, I think exactly. it could be a case where Ryder and Marshall go up against them, and then that and then Hayes kind of plays that. Um, sort of made some wood roll and gets up the ground a little bit. um yeah you because know, when he was mobile. in the logos. He looks great. And he hits hard. He leads hard.
1: He marks out in front. Like, what more do you yeah, want from a forward?
2: I, I, I'm with you, and I was highly skeptical early on, Um uh, but I think even Paddy Ryder will probably go to the bench more often than... you Normally, he would go forward. Um I reckon, if anything, Ryder will go to the bench for a bit, and then they'll kind of rotate through that way. But at his price, Hayes's price, you just have to. There's- you can
1: play him on a wing, too. Um, I mean, look, they've also got the luxury. Like, Marshall behind the ball is actually really, really good. So they could, instead of rotating him to the forward line, rotate him behind the ball as the seventh defender. There's Like, there is opportunity there. Like, what do you think about that, Swizz, as a potential option in-game?
0: Yeah, they do have a lot of options, and I think it could be matchup up dependent. Um, Richmond have been playing a bit tall. Um, so we'll have Grimes coming back this week. Uh they're they're all in on Gipka's, Uh Bolter's obviously gone forward with Soldo and Lynch and then Jack could be right this week as well. I don't think as much, but um because of the longer break, uh well because it's a Sunday game, he could be a a, a chance. So it depends on how many tools Richmond actually decide to play there. Um and it could be a quite tall for tall matchup between the two teams, where I see Hayes keeping his role.
1: Yeah, I, I really agree. I think that I think he does get named. I think he's played good enough to deserve at least a third game. And if that's the case, and then you don't pick him up, you could it could be one that really burns you. And I'd rather have him at least make, what's he going to make first week, like 60-something K? Hey, he's 104, they reckon. So, 104 uh, first week, oh. Yeah,
2: no, exactly. And not only that, we'll digress even a bit quicker here. 72% owned, so realistically 28% of people have no fucking idea and they probably won't listen to this podcast. Like you? So, yeah, I don't have him yet. No, no, I don't. <laughs> but again, I had concerns. I thought Paddy Ryder was back. So it was one of those ones where, again, I chose Dixon and... Um,
0: <sighs> How the fuck that work out for you?
2: Yeah, well, mate, you, we had this conversation, <laughs> right? Fucking calm down. He's a dear, great chachi. loophole option. Yeah, Chachi. Uh, okay, moving <laughs> on. So the next one as well is also highly owned. Um, Joshua Rochelle. We'll move on real quick. Seventy-four percent owned. I'm sure there's some people that don't have Rochelle now. Is it? oh That's is me. It, no, hound. Someone got up me for saying Rochelle. Is it Rachelle? Rachelle. I don't know. Fuck. I Rachel? need to look it up. Rachel, I feel like I'm at the standing at the aisle. So anyway, apparently Basket a strong man. Italian name, Someone which I probably just butchered again. So I'm sorry for whoever is critical. I'll look that up next time. Um, did some pretty good things. Got a 50 out on the weekend though. So we did say wouldn't kick all those points every week. Uh,
3: well, and
1: did you watch the game? Um, so what actually happened is he was going real, real shit. The first three quarters just couldn't get, couldn't get near it. Obviously couldn't kick a goal, etc. They actually moved him into the midfield in the last quarter, which is why he bumped his score up to 58. Um, and he was great in there. So, yeah. Um, Fingers crossed. I love that that's an option that they flirted with and said, oh, well, let's, let's throw him around the ball and see what happens.
2: If you didn't have him though, would you go and move heaven and earth?
1: I don't think it's heaven and earth just because of his price. Yep. But, um, and the the other thing is there's a lot of good forward rookies. So you've, you've still got Nick Martin that's about to come back. So you, a lot of people already have him or would look to get him in. Yep. Um, We'll touch on Cherry a little bit later, but obviously he's a, a pretty much a must-have as well. And then you're looking at uh, Durden. A lot of people have Durden. Like, I wouldn't be trading any of these guys to go down to him. The only one you might have that you might want to get rid of is someone like a Kai Baldwin. Um, I mean, I have him, but like he kicked three goals and had 23 disposed, I think, in the VFL, like... I think he's probably and back now this merit
2: week. merits out, so it could open up for him as well. Realistically yeah. speaking,
1: I think I think there's a spot for him this week. So we'll see how that
0: goes. But um, what do you think about uh, Rochelle, their Swiss mate? Yeah, so I don't have him because I was debating between him and Ward to start off with. Um, yeah, how'd that work years. out, Swizz? Yeah. Um, well, that mate, would've... I've been saying it as a small forward. He's going to be up and down. Some weeks he's going to kick three, four goals and score 100. Other weeks he's going to do fuck all. Yep. And for three quarters he did fuck all. Exactly but, right. He literally yeah, did. Like, I think he was said. on like 30. Whereas Ward does fuck all for four quarters. <laughs> Actually, I think he was on less than um, 30.
1: I think he was on like 28 or something. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was yeah. And,
0: and you're right. They moved in the midfield. And that's the thing because the Crows have so many freaking kids at the moment. Um, you know, like Rose in his second year. You've still got like they played Pedlar. Uh, you know, Brown, McHenry, uh, Saligo was the the sub. Like, you yep. just go through it, and there's so many guys there who are getting moved out or moved into the forward line before him. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can see him playing a bit more up the ground, and the Crows really need a spark. Um, they, they just look so dull, especially heading into the forward line and in the forward line, so I wouldn't be surprised if he played a little bit more time up ground. Somebody I'm looking at, but I'm... It probably comes to a debate between him and Dill Stevens for me. Yeah. Um, just because there's a couple other, like, they're the two that I'm missing. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd probably flip a coin on those two. And,
2: yeah. I think, sorry, the big thing at the moment is if by somehow you were shit out of luck, you have Mead, you have Owens, you have Saligio. Saligo? Saligio. (laughs) Saligio. If you have those three as your mid bench, you really need to make some inroads and trade some of those out. Like Uh, that is. Mead's not that bad. No, Mead's not that bad. But as in, if you have those three, if Mead's your best one, like it's not
1: great. It is not great. Mead was the sub. Yeah, that's uh, what I mean. He Came on in the last quarter, I think and got eighteen. Like, okay. yeah, I prefer a foot long sub, not a little six inch dick, Chris. <laughs> uh, but I think there's a chance he's. There is a chance now, week.
2: especially after Port did so shit. There is a chance Mead actually comes in. Um, they couldn't do much worse with Mead in the best twenty-two. So, yeah,
1: so with um, so the other thing with the shell um is that it depends on who you have on field, I think as well, and what your trades are moving forward. So if you're trading out a forward, or you're trading out a mid, and then you need to replace that with someone that is going to be an on-field scorer. I do trust Rochelle or Rochelle or whatever the fuck is. Sorry, I'm never going to get this right while I'm here. The rash. I, I trust him the a lot more than I trust someone like... I'd rather... Or potentially with a loophole option. So, you know, loophole him with Ward would be a great scenario. In which case, Owen's not not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so, hey, yeah, yeah. There, there, there are some opportunities out there where you could get a Rochelle. And I've actually looked at... Um, uh, Rochelle is an important cog in me moving uh, Martin into my team. So I want to trade out Owens, yep. and I'll put Rochelle into the mids. Yeah, DPP. And then I can I can loophole him with Ward. So that's um, that's what I'm looking at doing from next Joke's week.
2: on me, Chris. I said he would be Owen two. I mean, I guess he didn't get named, so he can't really claim it. But um, Fremantle, only one-on-one because Saints got the one, mate. Mate,
1: that's because you think Freo hey, are good when they're oh, fucking shoot.
2: Um, just follow up for live uh, purposes on air. Did you say you were paying out early on, Crips? Is nah. that... <laughs> Is that what <laughs> was happening? <laughs> That'd be great television, Chris. Pay, pay early. Um, I'm pretty sure one of the betting agencies paid out early on Carlton to make the top eight and bet. top four. Sports bet.
0: What? Yeah. They still sure did. Oh, no, they did. no, they didn't. Fuck off. they, they, did. no, they didn't. They can't. Oh. Yeah, they did. Oh, and that I'm annoyed because I, them. I'm annoyed, Chris, because I've got them for the flag, so I wanted that oh, paid out as mate. well.
2: The <laughs> bombster's just got his money back twice. <laughs>
1: How do you pay on top? Like, don't get me wrong; they've been four? impressive. It's but. been
2: two games, anyway. Uh, okay, so let's moving on now. Let's tag these two North Melbourne brothers in one hit, boys. We're going to look at Jason Horn Francis, two hundred seven k. Obviously, he is owned in seventy five percent of teams, so we can digress partially. Um, part of that twenty five percent, I think, is around our close table, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> Cherry as well as the is the next one. Now, Cherry is two hundred eight thousand. He's a forward who is 100% getting ruck forward eligibility come round six. Um, now, here's the thing, boys. Horn Francis, a little bit up and down, had a, a fairly decent week. First, Good first half in round one, kind of pitted away, didn't do much in the second half of round one. This week, playing a shit West Coast, right, came out and got, I think it was about a 98, um, looked extremely good, got a 98. I thought it was decent. And they have a tough run coming up. So here's the issue. Right, North Melbourne have a tough run coming up, so I don't know if if anyone's actually looked into this. No, they're
1: losing the next like seven or eight games. They are losing a
2: lot of games, and it begs to uh, to differ. Originally, I was thinking, oh, shit, if you don't have him in, I would not be moving heaven and earth to get him in. But then today, TT, (laughs) so Taron Thomas is injured, right? Um, LDU, Luke Davis-Uniaki, knocked out, concussed, so he's out. Surely they have to put him in the midfield this week. Who else have they got that actually can
1: hold their own? And they have about 15 small forwards too. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, but he's actually built like a, a Mack truck, this guy. So, look, I am I think it, it's possible with Taron Thomas out that he might even get pushed instead of, you know, being in that sort of pocket kind of region, he might even get pushed a little more up the ground, get a couple more rotations through that midfield to complement what they would have had with TT.
1: What, what do you think uh, – before I touch on, on uh, JHF, uh, what do you think, Swiss? Because – I want to hear your
0: thoughts before I make my conclusion. <laughs> well, I was one of these guys who were so negative again on him pre-season and brought him in last minute because Jared Pollack pulled out of that game and thought, well, he's a chance of getting some CBAs now, which he did a couple in that first game. Pollack pulls thing. out of everything except for well, a trade does. deal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, he fucking pulls out of everything. Same thing happened this week where obviously Thomas going down and then De- and you and LDU. So you're looking at Simpkin, Greenwood, and then probably Powell sort of swapping up. And, and I think LDU is going to find a little bit more time in that midfield. And, and that's the progression of him too. Like, as you said, he's built. Um, he's played against seniors before. So, yeah, I could see him starting maybe one or two um, centre bounces each quarter in there and spending a bit more time either up at the half-forward flank or around the, around the ball. So, yeah, it's most people have him. It's not a heaven and earth move for him but i can see him actually being the guy that if i had to choose between sort of him day stevens depending on how deep you are um he's one that i probably would want on field because i think he's going to go sort of 70s to 80s so even over the next couple of weeks he because he'll be around the ball
2: so here's the issue i think north aren't really winning another game until round 14 when you no well, when you
0: have a look at it, Brisbane doesn't matter if he's in the middle, Brisbane, matter, si-
2: Brisbane Sydney, Bulldogs, Geelong, Carlton, Fremantle, yeah. Port Adelaide, Melbourne, oh, Fremantle. That's a win. Saints. Uh, it's in Frio though. So <laughs> North North are used to cold tassie, mate.
0: They won't do anything over in Western Australia. Yeah, but just because you're losing doesn't mean you're going to get zero super coach points. Oh no, on I know team. that. I'm, I'm like, just saying yeah. it's
2: harder. Oh,
0: of course, of course. But he's. I think he's proved enough that he's so good. That he's going to find the ball. Right, I've right. lost. I've watched a lot of North games. Um, <laughs> said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> said no one ever.
1: <laughs> oh. Said the Collingwood supporter. Uh, no, I have, and because I've been interested in uh, in Horn Francis, and um, I think he's definitely a good footballer. He's incredibly talented. That's for one thing. But I will say this: he out. He has no idea how to get the ball outside of the contest, which can be good. And I, but I, I'm not even sure. I I think naturally his progression will get him to be a, obviously a centre bounce midfielder. I think that's the long term goal. Um, I think of him like Christian Petrakov right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be four to five years. I
2: thought you were going to say overrated.
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Petrakov <laughs> is the goat.
1: <laughs> Jokes. Um, no, but I, I think it, it might take four to five years to develop his tank and develop develop him into that that kind of player. But his his mouse and his um contestable winning ability at the contest is really, really good.
2: I like that he just hunts it. Yeah. Some, pe- pe- some people kind of go there, oh, there's a man next to me. Maybe I'll put a bit of body on and try and go away from the ball. He just goes for the ball. Yeah. Like, it's it's up to you to tackle me. It's up to you to stop me. And he actually uh, just,
1: he just v-lines he attacks, the ball. He attacks the ball so much that he, he also will draw a lot of free kicks as well because he gets some in the back, so he gets some high tackles because he's always first the ball.
2: Mate, he's so hard on the ball. I heard his teammates are complaining that uh, he keeps hitting them in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> the ball, Sorry, that's that's not accurate.
1: No. Um, but so I mean, look, that's gonna again, you can win a contestable ball in the forward line, which and it's currently working for him. Um, if he does get more CBAs, I think he does score more. I just don't think that he's going in the forward line is not gonna be enough t- to really kill it still. Um, so he does need that transition. Like obviously against a weak North Melbourne team. Uh, sorry, North Melbourne. I don't know, Brisbane, like every a week, West Coast team. Yeah, oh, okay. that was yeah, that was, yeah, of that course. was a given. Um, you got you got his good score there. I I do see him if you wanted to yeah you know, get him to that point where he's going to be averaging say eighty plus. He needs to be ha- having a lot more mid full time. I think he's probably still 70, 75 ish average moving forward, and that's not necessarily terrible. But I don't for that reason he's not a must have. No, I don't He'll think it's a consistent seventy
2: five though. It's going to be the roller and coaster. he will be a
1: long term burn. Yep. So so whether is it, if you don't have him like me, I'm not saying I need to get him. There are other rookies that are going to be able to produce the same amount of cash value and a similar amount of scoring power on the field. Or more cash and quicker. Yeah. Yep. Um I can the only and the other thing that's really holding me back in getting him is that for me to get him, I've actually got to do three trades because I'm $1100 and $1300 short of my two optimal trades. Which is just ridiculous, right? <laughs> so um. So, yeah, that can't happen. I I've, I've actually don't have enough cash unless I go with the uh, the trade boost, which I'm trying to avoid using if I don't need to. I'm trying to save that for upgrades later in the season. So, uh, yeah, a good player. Um, And if you have him, great. I just don't – I wouldn't be breaking the bank to get him. I agree. And for someone who's
2: 75% owned, I think we move on. Uh, Cherry is a very interesting one, though, now, because these tie-in um, heavily boosted by the fact that West Coast were depleted. There was no Nick Nat Nui. Only 17% owned. I think when I brought him into my team, he was about 6% owned. Uh, It was a while ago now, so he's killed it. 99.5 over two rounds. Looked okay in the first round. Didn't really kill it. Uh, Got around the 80 mark. I think Goldie only went well because he kicked a couple goals in that game. This game, though, Goldie actually kind of shat the bed Goldie, I am off hundred percent, boys. I don't know about you, he but he was I, good in the last
1: quarter, Goldie. Yeah,
2: but fuck him. I had him. I've got rid of him in draft. Two draft legs. I'm like, you know what? I got him. No one wanted him. I got him super late, and even now, I'm like, well, Cherry is literally better than him. So I was.
1: I I'll tell you what. Like I know it was only Bailey Williams, and I, I was not actually very impressed with his tap work. To be completely honest, I think it's pretty. I true. was I was impressed with his clearance work after the the, the football hit the ground. He seem to be everywhere. They also target him as a as a tall when clearing the ball from defense and he's a great contested mark. Like he's actually really good. And like it wouldn't be a stretch. We actually had this chat now in, in our in our group chat earlier. There's a world where he averages like what 90 95 and you just leave him at F6 or F7 for the rest of the season. Like that's how yeah. good he could potentially be. Maybe
2: and he's gonna be he's ninety or ruck. high eighties. Yeah, he'll be a Ford Ruck. He's so a good swing option for someone of- who costs you two hundred thousand. Swiz, where are you sitting on the cherry train?
0: Well, mate, I was huge on him on that. So he's what was he, sixteen percent, seven percent have already traded him in Ooh. yeah. That's you've got it you're gonna be left behind if you don't have this bloke. He's gonna give you an, not only the you know, be a potential. Top scorer in the forward line because we know what the rucks can do, and he, you know, he, I, I, I can see. Well, they've they've made the decision with Coleman Jones at the moment. The, the three don't work. Lucky no. looks better. You yeah, know, there's gonna be games where he's gonna come in and stuff like that. But I think yeah Lucky
2: kicks six, so six. So
0: Coleman yeah, Jones what, is
2: out. He's fine
0: exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> um, so you've got that part of it. The other part is he's gonna pick up um ruck status after round six. Yeah. So that, that that's all but guaranteed. And the the one thing I would like, unfortunately for me being a a Gorn Grundy owner, is he's got that same buy. But if you're running like English or Marshall or something like that, um, with a like, you know, with a Grundy, you've actually got that extra um ruck cover that week for the buys where, you know, everybody who has just Grundy and Gorn is gonna be affected. So Yeah, no, I think he's just a fantastic option. And if things do go wrong and he shits a bed at some point, well, he's going to make a shitload of cash. So he's got to be up there as the trade targets if you don't have him. And so many don't have him. I'm happy for him to be a pod, but... You know, yeah, I think you're going to get left behind if was, you don't have him in your forward line.
2: was a pod, and even then but we was. said, as the discussion into round two analysis, we're like, this is the week everyone realises to get the fuck on Cherry,
0: <laughs> which is, is we
2: are kind of hoping he actually just got about an 80, didn't we, boys? Hoping that not everyone would jump yeah. on him and he would just kill it after this. But um, look, uh, it is what it is.
1: There's there's, there's a, a real case to be made. Like, if you had the choice between uh, Hayes or Cherry and you can only choose one, who are you picking?
2: Um, uh, if you have to play them on field?
1: No, no, I uh, just, just who you're picking as a rookie.
2: It depends. It no, it well, depends. I'd go Hayes. If, if he's not on field, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean shit. Yeah, if it's yeah, on field points, if
0: it, Cherry. If it's off field and that, yeah, you, you, you're right. Like, you're, you've already got six forwards that you can have, then you don't want you, – you're definitely going Hayes. But if you've got, like, oh, you're playing Hayes, Martin, sort of that. Well, I think if you were uh, having Or, you know, like Martin, you. Baldwin, whatever it is, yeah. um, Durden, for example. Yeah, you've got to go get Cherry. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think there'd be very few
1: sides out there who don't have Cherry who have a sixth forward that is better than Cherry anyway. So he would be on field for you, and I suppose Hayes probably yeah you know, may not be. He's, in a lot of teams, he's probably not. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I think he. I th- I personally think Cherry's the number one option if you don't have him. Number one rookie to target. Yep. I, I, just because he's he's the uh, he's virtually the only rookie that has an outside chance at being a season keeper. And he yeah. probably will make the most money. Yeah. Well, I'm not as optimistic as you boys, but I do like him. So,
2: look, I think it's definitely his role is there. He's definitely keeping Goldie out of that number one spot. CCJ is literally not even in the discussion anymore. So if you were sceptical, now's the time to be optimistic. I'm not as optimistic as you boys as far as like going 95 sort of plus or whatever, but I think he could hit the high 80s, low 90 kind of range. Yep. So even in draft leagues, I'm targeting him as well. Uh, moving on now, another one uh, that ben, is... Can really... I go next? Yeah. Uh, I'm
0: sure you've got somebody on mine, but it's only just because it popped up on my Twitter. And I guess um, he still comes under that rookie price, even though he's a much more expensive. Will Brody, were we going to discuss him? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we are going to
2: discuss him with other shit picks, Swizz. Uh, yeah. Oh! No, cause the, no, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: the only reason I was saying that, because I was just scrolling through Twitter and Fife's getting back surgery out for six weeks.
2: Yeah, that was As that oxidative. was already known, wasn't it? No, that but was... it's confirmed.
0: Yeah, but he no. spoke like he—he uh, he was still oohing and aahing over it. Yeah,
2: they no, were discussing it. I, I released it's, a yeah, video. Uh, he said he has a spine issue and he has yeah, to yeah, have surgery, they, and he'll be out. He hadn't six weeks. confirmed the
0: surgery or anything at that point. That he was hadn't still had the pain. surgery. Yeah. No, he hadn't had it, but he—he no. he went yeah. on
2: online on the line Got to, the to line. say that he has to have surgery and he'll be out for like six to eight weeks interesting no, i shared yeah, that that was, was uh, that was a real thing that, that was like a week ago yeah that's why i was like get, no, was get off mate. that's why that's why i held brody um brody <laughs> is definitely in the mix we can bring him forward obviously i was going to talk about patty McCartney, but patty McCartney is highly owned anyway boys so we'll go we'll go and hit the shit pick brody uh 38 of teams boys i own this guy so look i'm not completely upset had a very good round um, what he score? a one hundred and one, which is definitely going to be great for his cash development. Going to be hitting you. 50, and you know, Frio's 000. run, Frio's run is good. All those losses, Chris. Tell everyone why you like Brody, because I'm <laughs> I'm only on I'm only on your coattails on this. So. Oh
1: no, I've I've been on Brody for years. Um, he, you know, you know, I've been on Brody as long as I've been on George Hewitt. Oh, so what you're saying is it's more like Brody back mountain? Yes, it is. No, he's <laughs> a fantastic contestable winner. He's just never been played in that role in a permanent AFL role. His, like, Niefel scores when he played in the Gold Coast was through the roof.
2: Yeah, keyword Niefel. I know, but, like...
1: what, what? <laughs> Couldn't even get a game at the Gold Coast. Don't bring Niefel into this. What that's What like we nothing. know and what everybody knows is that the reason he hasn't been getting that is t- a tank issue. <laughs> now, what we've noticed now is that, first of all, obviously, Fife's out. Monday was out last week, so that's another reason why he got a little bit more time on ground. But what we've seen is Andrew Brayshaw has gone through the roof with his time on ground, and that's allowed Brody to come in with less time on ground. So the increase in his uh, – that means that there's less ro- uh, rotations that required to have Andrew Bracer off the field. He's increased his tank, and that in turn has led them to be able to play Brody. So I think that this could be a season-long thing. I'm not sure if Brody is going to have this exact amount of role, like this exact amount of CBAs for the entire season. They did play him a lot more, more forward in the preseason when they had five for money in the team. Um, so – Yeah, ride it while you can. Next six weeks are great. He's got to make a lot of cash. Then you can make a decision to punt him. It's simple.
2: Brody's 224K. If you don't have Brody and you don't have Cherry and you have a McGovern who you want to move on, then basically it would be Cherry 1, Brody 2? Yeah. Yep. Yep, okay, I agree. Uh, Now, Brody, the key other thing there as well that's in his favour is, um, number one, they play West Coast this week. Now, I'm assuming they will get some of those players back. The other thing that's really in his favour as well is that in week one, the coach came out saying, look, a lot of his hard work isn't rewarded. A lot of his hard work, it goes unnoticed by other people, but not by us internally. And then this week, I think half time he had the number one pressure axe from anyone on Fremantle.
1: I actually see him bust his ass mm. out there in the field. That's what I mean, pressure axe, like I think so too. I know he doesn't move as fast, but he's busting his gut to get to the contest. Like, I, I saw him last week, like, he won the ball on the half back flank with a cont- and a contested ball and then followed it up, didn't get the rest of the handball received, kept following up, following up. He ran right down the wing, eventually got it on the half forward line, kicked it inside 50. I was like, and you're saying he doesn't have a tank. I'm not sure if he just ran off from the bench and then, then was able to do that and then went straight off afterwards. But, like, I've seen him work really, really hard. So I'm sure the coach sees that too, but I'm not sure why they... Yeah, it's just it's just weird. To well, he has, been, he has been
2: he uh, has been following in Took's coattails for
1: about five years. So, oh mate, talk about a work rate! <laughs> oh, absolutely no, workhorse!
0: Oh, I'll, I'll, um, I'll follow up on that, Chris. He's actually like one of those guys. You you think about like um, the Olympics, with like Usain Bolt and a hundred meter sprinter versus like your marathon guys. Yeah, yeah. That's what he is. He comes on and he's like, Bust like yeah, just, just yeah, fast. Dane Swanass. Oh God, as I was swallowing on my um, cough lolly there. But, yeah, but his time <laughs> on ground was 61% because he, he just he doesn't have that taint to keep going and going as we talk about Tuke And, you know, as you said, Brayshaw has lifted his time on ground to 82%. You've got Sarong going in the 80s. Jordan Clark, you know, more point off the half bat, but 86%. They've got all these guys now going in the 80%. So, yeah, they've got the luxury of doing that. And Brody was second to Brayshaw for most points per minute. Yeah, um, yeah, and that, and he's that's what because talented. when he's on, mm-hmm. as you said, he just gets gets himself to contest to contest because he, he's that explosive guy, yeah, um, and and works so hard for those pressure acts, those tackles, the little one percenters that the coach loves. But yeah, after like three, four minutes he spent, and he needs to go spend time on the bench. But you know why he's on? He just scores.
3: Yeah.
2: Segway, boys. Andrew Brayshaw, the guy that you're speaking about now. This is relevant because no, well, people are talking about him. They're like, "Fuck!" And we spoke preseason how we're like, if there was one guy that was outside that top ten that we rated to possibly break into that ten, it was Brayshaw. We were a little bit concerned about obviously Nathaniel Fife and his role as to you know being a midfielder, how that would impact it, etc., and his possibility of getting tagged. Those two things are still very relevant, but his six percent of teams came out absolutely busted out of 189, which we know he can do. We know he had a good ceiling, which is fucking freakish for a young player. Tip right? of the cap to the 189, oh, mate. by the way. 189. Tip the cap. Jesus Christ. He's oh, can't cheers and not shout.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, right, he. This is their run, and this ties into Brody as well. West Coast this week, right? West Coast have been Lost. depleted. Um, Fremantle <laughs> Fremantle touched them up twice Lost Easy easy call here right Giants lost The Giants as well Have bombers, been struggling Bombers Stringer will be back punch, by then yes. Well Stringer's there But Bombers are missing merit Bombers um, Leak points in the midfield Both weeks Carlton getting
1: smushed
2: Right Carlton <laughs> Carlton Oh you're talking uh, about Lost to Fremantle yeah. so, Oh you're a, you're a fuckwit <laughs> uh, Okay so But okay Let's go Let's Really, West Coast Giants, Essendon, Carlton, Geelong, North, Suns,
1: Collingwood. I mean, I see five losses there, bro. Yeah, but
2: not
3: You're for Brayshaw.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, I mean, obviously, really, the only one is probably going to get tagged in what Giants if DeBoer plays. And I mean. But DeBoer he, was sub this week, he so, subbed, so he's out Exactly right. Um, obviously, Essendon are leaking points. Um, Geelong don't generally um tag they'll just go head to head you know so um there's definitely points there look i i have looked at racial heavily as a unique pod i'm in a very unique position guys because i don't know if you heard but i'm uh, ranked 72 at the moment not even a keep it for your team analysis no trip dig no no quadruple dig i i am ranked 72 overall mate so
2: um you're around me aren't you about i'm 1200 or so you're about similar thousand.
1: I'm um, oh. seventeen hundred. Oh yeah, you'd okay. know if you were seventy two, mate. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 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 this is what I gotta fucking put up with. Anyway, I've got like one week of you know what you can look at Cr- Chris's gloat. team
2: analysis and my analysis, analysis on YouTube. But Go wh- check it out.
1: What that enables me to do is because I already have all of the generally all the popular picks outside of a couple of rookies that I'm I potentially could fade still. Um, so I'm looking at pivoting towards a unique player to try hey, and stay hey, ahead of the curve.
2: Hey, keep it to your team pod.
1: Um, yeah, but this is what I mean so someone like a Brayshaw is probably not going to fit into a lot of teams. People aren't really looking to trade Brayshaw in even though he's about to explode with cash but I'm looking at him as a possible if I'm going to get another premium, he's only 580k like you could I could be getting him or I could get like a haul. you know what I mean like this is the difference now what's Brayshaw averaging this year because I put him down at a 115 preseason. What do you guys think that he averages over the year? Uh, well, he's
2: currently averaging you 158. <laughs> I know that's not what i mean. <laughs> two game sample. Ah, uh, look, he could go with his high ceiling and five being out. He could average you close to 120. Yeah, 120. Yeah, it's oh. fucking brutal.
1: That's huge. And like this, so so what you're saying then is that this is the cheapest he's going to be all season, possibly,
2: except unless he gets tagged. That's the hopefully yeah, that's it's the
1: hopeful hopeful window that we're all wishing for. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that there's definitely merit. In, when do they in play Sydney? On when like he pl- when they
2: play Sydney, he'll shit the bed because Callum Mills is literally all over anyone that has any talent. I fucking love Callum Yeah, but
0: the problem is, so mate, good. they play Essendon in three weeks and they don't fucking tag at all, so yes. he's going to have 50 touches. <laughs> Another 200.
1: Five. To- <laughs> Dude, Lockheed <blocking> Hill. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Seriously, no. All you of Essendon. That if, if, if all of is Essendon, anyone, did you see that? Hang on, hang on. If, yeah, all of es, if all of Essendon had a side job working in retail, they would all get fired because there would be literally every single piece of apparel or fucking apparel, uh, apparel, apparel would have no apparel. fucking tags, no tags here, yeah. no
0: and tags. I, well, anyway, What I know what you're going to say, Chris. So I was watching this as well. I was going to go, but unfortunately, the fucking sickness, which would have been much better. So Barry is tagging Merit. So Merritt's running to Neil to try to tag him to free up Parrish. Yes. Ball comes down to the contest and Neil still gets the ball and runs away yes. from the contest. And Parrish is just sitting there going, what the fuck? It's so
1: good. <laughs> it's oh, amazing. Was a, it was a yeah. comedy. It was an actual it was. comedy.
0: It, it, oh. Legitimate was. Um, and my thing about Brayshaw, um, he's going up 80K in the next couple of weeks. If you yeah. don't get him now, you're going to struggle to get him. So if you want him, um, yeah, as a, as a possible, well, I think, yeah, he could be top eight. Um that one twenty guy. Yeah, yeah, if I you think want if him, you, you've got to go now. If
1: you've already got Crips and you want a premium mid, there's only two guys you can really look at. If you don't yeah. already have Took and Um and McCrae, which I think you, you probably should. They but,
2: play Sydney round seventeen, so by that point it, you ain't gonna get him cheaper, boys. No. Nah.
1: Nah. Um so uh there's only two guys, and that's it, it is Brayshaw or Spatraka, they're obviously yep. a very similar price. Um I put I, I'm just I look at Petraka and I just know that there's he's dropping a game. He's dropping a seventy. He's dropping an eighty. Um, Brayshaw, if he gets ta- if he doesn't know, how, if he can't work out how to work through a tag, he will also drop that score. Now I'm not saying he's going to drop as low as as that, but the difference with that is Petraka will do that untagged. Like sometimes Petraka will just have a, a day where he just he's just kicking. He's just fucking terrible. Just clang a clang a clang. Sometimes he just does that. Like it's not. He just hasn't got that – because he goes at like a million miles an hour, sometimes just not on that day. Um, I'm not sure if I've seen Brayshaw's just so consistent. He just so – he pushes so
2: – Unless he gets tagged.
1: Yeah, and so that's that's the thing. So they're both risky with both of them. But
2: like any other – premium once they get tagged for a handful of times or a year then you generally be able to work through it a bit better so i don't see, yeah. i don't think you'll go those 50 60s that he has previously um, so i do like him as an option i just don't have room for him boys so
1: i'm also not sure a lot of people have that sort of cash to be splashing in week 3 but no and if they are um, they are
2: making serious sacrifices which is another issue yeah um can we yeah
0: that mate no 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 i'm not fucking done talking
3: about for cricket <laughs> i love it the <laughs> Trucker. i'm, I'm going to be going really to be there
0: the, i'm going to be there this week melbourne Essendon. I expect Petrarca probably 90 to 100 at quarter time. And then he's just going to go to the coach and, like, goody, I'm done. Just sub me off. And that, we're 10 goals up at hey, quarter did time. Did you say I'm,
1: sub or suck?
0: Yeah, sub. Okay, sub. sorry, sorry. Yeah, sub me off, mate. Did and you, then, I'm, did you, I'm you good. say
1: yes, sir, or yes, yeah, sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> what seems
0: to be the problem, officer? <laughs> Petrarca could sit in the forward pocket this week and still kick five goals and, and not even do a CBA and they'll win by 10 goals. That's than of shit. Actually, I'm really annoyed I'm not on camera. I'm, I was, Maybe I should <laughs> save this from my other pod because I've got this really large wooden spoon in my study at the moment. So I was going to present that to the Bomber supporters. But oh,
2: Oh, you guys. Just, just, Give just, it to your wife, mate. Give the spoon to your wife. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just another, just <laughs> another
1: drive-by. <laughs> Do you think Essendon's winning a final this year? Or oh or shit! Well, how, how, I'm sorry, this is we're really off track.
2: Did you? I don't know if you heard Damian Barrett and Lloyd get on the Monday beat up or whatever it is they yeah. do. Anyway, and Lloyd said something about like, oh, I haven't uh, something about how they haven't won. Oh, they've lost three in a row since they won the final. He goes, oh, sorry, he corrected himself. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Oh, that's and great. I was like, mate, they haven't won a final. Um, okay. Fair call right now. Okay, it's Christian Um, Again, he is, I think, what was it? 60% of his games went under 100 last year. So I'm just waiting for one of those down rounds and you'll be able to pick him up at a cheaper rate, especially on those lower games. So when they have a softer game, Gold Coast actually fought to them. So I think Petraka really had to lift, but he had so much ball, so much influence and still only got like a 129. Not that impressed this week. So look, I think I'm watching him wait for that price drop. It is happening on the Petraka train um, McCartney is another one we need to touch on now only because 71% owned so it'll be real brief right he scored fairly well this week just gone what did he get he got an 80 flat he was killing it he was on like 47 nearly 50 maybe on the first quarter intercepted every single thing possible yep. was absolutely the best player on ground at quarter time that's what I noticed and then boo!
1: in the best practice game I just noticed him just flying for marks and the confidence to do that when he's already got another you uh, yeah the issues that he has. Well,
2: you have to or your, your
1: place is gone. He's by far the best contestant mark in that entire team. So him being behind the ball, it's a no-brainer to have him as the intercepting guy. And he, he doesn't care who's around him. He's just going to go for the mark. And I, I I honestly applaud him. I just really hope that, like, you know, knock touch on wood. I really oh, don't say happens.
2: knock on wood. What do you mean? Well, he's so cheap it's a knockout. What, what's your next oh, comment? No, that's not what I
1: mean. No, oh, don't say touch that. touch on wood. Yes, right? No, I oh, on... love him. Love no, him. Love him. Love exactly, him. Love him. Love That's him. exactly what I mean. Is that is it's it's I really hope to see him flourish, uh, and this is the best opportunity for him where you can see you can see what's happening before he doesn't have to fly you know directly at packs uh, with the ball coming at him. He can just read the play and and do it that way. So um, he's been really good, really fantastic, great to watch. Great run for Sydney coming up. So Sydney, if you don't have him, get him? Sydney have a fantastic run. So, yeah, if you don't have him, absolutely get on him as well. Um, Fuck,
2: we're, we're touching on
1: so many of these rookies that have already
2: highly owned. I reckon we kind of go into more complex stuff. Boys, what do you reckon?
0: Yeah, sure. well, I'll, I'll just finish off my card. I, um, I really didn't like him when he was at St. Kilda, but now he's at Sydney. He's one of my favorite players in that. It's just, <laughs> I just don't like St. Kilda. But, um, yeah, the, the great thing was, like, so the first quarter and fourth quarter, he was doing all his point scoring. Uh, and then, like the second quarter, sort of rampy took over. His brother kind of took more over in the third quarter. Uh, so, yeah, he there'll be parts of the game where he'll float in and out. But yeah, the way the more confident he gets with reading that ball, um, yeah, he's just going to continue to take intercept marks. And a bit like the Decosses, the the McCartan boys look for each other. So you get those chip kicks a bit like the seagull Lloyd does, but yeah, um, Tommy McCardin got the ball. Oh, where's my brother? Better pass to him. He gets a you know a mark in space too, so he's getting the contested and the uncontested mark. So he's just a no-brainer to get.
2: Right, Chris, this one's to you, mate, Ginnivan. Is
0: a good call. One ninety nine k. Yep. No one is fucking
2: talking about him, and I mean literally nobody. He's meant My to go wish. up a hundred thousand over the next. Yeah, but
1: you're a wise man, Swizz.
3: <laughs> Swizz right.
1: was, and there's a reason why Swizz was because he understands exactly what is happening with small forwards at Collingwood.
2: Right, but he's projected to go up a hundred thousand over the next two weeks. He's yep. one hundred ninety nine thousand, which means he is cheaper. He's only what nineteen thousand more than Ward. If that also cheaper than Horn Francis. Right. He's come out and he's gone 119 this week, averaging 92 in a Collingwood side. Also, McCreary as well is also 210K. He's averaging 87 McCreary with a 97 this week. Is it just a case of like no one gives a fuck or is it just because they're not like a brand new player that people aren't just selecting them?
1: They're too expensive and they're forward only. So you got to – like who has this space to now put these – plug these guys in or well, the cash flow? No one does.
2: So you think that Brody. Obviously, Cherry. We all agree is better than all exactly. these people. Exactly, Cherry's right? but, way better. But apart from that, right? So you think Brody and if what McGovern's the only one to free up? Is that what you're kind of saying?
1: Well, yeah. If you're going to free up anyone, it's McGovern, and most people are going McGovern to someone else to plug a different hole in their in their in their list. And um, yeah, you've also got Nick Martin at 102K that's coming back. You've got Jack Jack Hayes. You've got like cheap rookies, or you've got really good rookies. And these guys call uh, the slid under the radar. Obviously, how they're scoring so well is they're getting higher up the ground because. Um, the Collingwood are playing like Richmond did the last, last few seasons where the the, forward, the forwards get high up and they run back, so they're actually getting a lot more possessions and they're getting linked in a lot of the scoring chains. Um, for example, Ginovin got his career high in possessions this week. It was 21 possessions. So obviously he had a career high in Supercoach as well, which is great. Um, but yeah, he's, yeah, it's becoming more consistent with their disposals because they're getting a lot more football. And I was actually... There was this, there was a passage of play. I think it was in the, I want to say second quarter, where it was, ah uh, the ball yeah the ball was down in the who did we even play on the weekend? Fucking know I forgot. Oh man, that's, that's Adelaide. Like, Adelaide, <laughs> yes. Ball was down Adelaide's forward line for maybe ten minutes of of that quarter. <laughs> yeah, right. And we just got a quick um a quick turnover. Bang up comes these forwards, and it's it's Ginevan and and McCreary. They are kicking to Ollie Henry in the in the pocket, and Ollie Henry picks up a goal from the from the boundary line, and I'm just like, what the hell is happening? They're just so quick with ball at hand. Um, these these kids are really really good, and they're going to be good for a long time. But I think it's more the system that's allowing this, and not necessarily the player. And that's where they're getting all these extra points, and the, and no one's really saw it coming. Like no one saw it in the preseason, and we're all seeing it now. So, Chris,
0: yeah, yeah mate. Um, does um, McCreary's injury? Helped Unifin scoring over the next few weeks.
1: I don't think so. No, it'll be like for like yeah. replacement for him. So
2: if yeah. you already have them, you're like sweet. This is like lucking out gold. Otherwise, don't move. Don't go out of your way because there are better options. Right. Yep. Uh, look. Yeah. I
1: think if you if if you're looking for a, a good forward option and you want someone who's actually going to be maybe an on-field scorer, then I think he's an option. But I just don't think that there's that many people. Like only sixteen percent have Cherry, and he's just much better. So, I I don't know how you're going to look at the getting these guys in your team. I was actually looking, thinking of this the other day. I'm like, man, the forward options, they're everywhere this year, eh? There, they are there are
2: To the point where even if I do all the trades I want this week, I was like, I have to keep in mind that I need Martin next week. So, I can't kind of sacrifice because then I'm like, well, who am I going to trade out I for Martin well. next week? I'm looking yep. going, well, the worst player on my team is McDonald and he's not even that bad at Hawthorne. So, I'm like, I can't do those trades
1: and then you're like, let's say you're Donald, right? 117K, going to be mid forward soon. He's, I mean, that's one of the guys that you could also look at here as a trade in target. He's not scoring terribly. Wingard's just gone down, securing up some job security for him. And there's just, like, why would you trade him out of your team? He's Makes also no he's going to make 150K. Like, so yes, yeah, probably Genevan's going to make 150K too. But if he's not on your field, why are you making that trade?
2: I agree. Um, yeah, McDonald. I, I do agree. Uh, most people already have him
1: anyway. So tell us about your thoughts on those guys, because I know that you've been hot on Ginovan, I think this week.
0: Yeah, um, and I thought with like Kruger looked really good and McCre- McCreary, but both of them being out for a month, so Mason Cox will come back in for um, Kruger, yep. who won't score anywhere near as well as what Kruger looked like. Um, I thought Kruger could have been a, a I nice, was for guys. By the way. He actually moved around, played some ruck time. Um, definitely had potential as being a better player. So I think Cox more brings that ball to ground. Um, you know, obviously he has his, if it was a final, it'd be a different story. But outside of that, Cox can't mark the ball. Um, final so against I think, Richmond, you a, mean? Yeah, yeah, it's only finals against Richmond. Yep. Oh, um,
1: but, uh, but I'll be honest, mate. He, he he gets, honestly, his arms get chopped in every single marking contest. Oh, well, every single do, but, one.
0: Every. Sp- you know what I mean? The ball, ball hits the deck with him, brings those small guys in. Yeah. Jennifer's getting more up the ground as a half forward. Um, which means you know sometimes floats up on that wing when the day costs is foot and you know especially Josh pushes up there too, so mm-hmm. yeah he does get a bit more up the ball um yeah uh, like i uh, like I really like him, I think he, yeah, he finds the ball well hits up hits up those forwards, you know he's a good kick inside fifty i don't know about the new haircut I nah. think he went out and dyed his hair today no dice. might 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 be getting a bit ahead of himself there so <laughs> but you, know, I,
2: you aren't a, like a Rochelle Rochelle owner yeah no i 'm not. No, so I would I would actually quite favour going this trade over going someone that's seventy five percent owned and hope that mm.
0: Rochelle actually goes and gets some. F- I mean, like forward pocket time?
1: The, I mean, it's, it's,
2: it's but that's a strategic Colin, Colin,
0: option. Collingwood's a better team than Adelaide, and they're going to win more games and score more points. Thanks, mate. And Ginnivan's going to get up the ground more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, no one, surely no one from South Australia gets this. They're half an hour behind us, so. Um,
3: <laughs> But, oh wow! You know, yeah, Are like, half like down in they, front of he's us. actually
0: got Collingwood's actually got good players that they can pass to him. You yeah, know, you've got that good midfield: Adams, DeCoey, Lipinski, Pendles, and you've got the two Dacos boys. So, Jenifer hitting them up. Like, if you, if I had to choose, probably one or the other. Yeah, I'm going Jenifer.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, Michelle is
0: going to have. There's going to be games in Adelaide's forward line, and this is what I said. Yeah, there's going to be weeks where he's going to come out and kick four or five goals because this kid can seriously play. But there's going to be other weeks where Adelaide aren't going to see a ball in the forward line, and he's going to go goals. and, yeah, that, and that's where, and where I think Ginovan's just going to more tiki scoring over yeah. through possessions.
1: And that's what I like about his scoring. I do uh, is that uh, the way that they're playing, the system that they're playing in, he's getting just more of the ball. Um, so yeah, I don't hate it. The one thing I'll say about Rochelle is that that mid-forward is quite valuable. Yeah, I look at the forwards in my team, especially on the pine, I'm like, man, I wish they had mid-swing just so I could be flexible with them in a trade. Hmm. And the fact that I can't is really, really annoying. Like, the most annoying thing is Nick Martin not having midfielder flexibility. (laughs) Like, it actually kills my team every time I put him in. But, you know, you just got to do it. So that that is a consideration as well in, in a trade like that.
0: Yeah, but if for example, if I was to trade Ward out, I would probably look at putting Brody or somebody like that in the midfield, anyway. Yeah, on your field, and then bring Jennifer in if that's the way I was going to go. So, yeah. and and remember, it's only what are we four weeks away from some of these guys picking up dual position? Like, if I've still got young McDonald or somebody like that in my that's team, true. they're going to pick up dual position. Cool.
2: Yep, I can't wait. I'm literally hanging out for Nick Dacos to go into my defensive line and make it look <laughs> a whole lot better. So that is part of my consideration when I'm looking at, you know, do I want to bring in a Bowie or something? Or other, which we'll get into. Um, that the fact that Probably Nick Dacos will next, be we? well, he'll be on forward, uh, which it will be. But I just want to touch on these other couple of rookies first of all. So we'll go with um, talking about Stevens and Hinge and just kind of tie yep. off the cheap end, and then that way we can then get into these mid prices and premiums and the yeah, rest sounds of it good. strategic. <laughs> Uh, Okay, so Stevens is one. Now, I don't have Stevens, and Stevens is probably one of the more ones, I think, being spoken about or traded in. I think it's a couple of percent at this point, a few people waiting on teams. But he's 31% owned, scored a 95 on the week just gone in Buddy Franklin, which, holy shit, Buddy Franklin stayed up and watched that game. Shout out as well to uh, everyone that was at the game. Zane was at the game, uh, I believe. Pistol as well. Shout out to Pistol. Boys, literally the best scenes I've seen in ages. I was like, holy shit, I was kind of scared for his life. I'm claustrophobic. I cannot deal. I could not deal with everything that was happening. Um, absolutely outstanding. Now, Stevens, for me, we speak about Sydney's easy run, right? So we tie that into uh, – who was the other person? Uh, um, Heaney. Heaney, which is, is another – McCartan as well, which is what we're tying into. But their run is absolutely ridiculous. This week they play the Bulldogs harder game. There, obviously, Bulldogs have lost two, so they'll be really coming out firing. North Eagles, Hawks, Lions, Suns, Essendon, and then it's like Carlton, Richmond, who also league points. So I think as far as points being available in that midfield, uh, Stevens is definitely someone who I want to get in my side, but I'm not sure if I want to move heaven and earth to bring in someone that's 167,000. You know, is it worth trading a Mead to a Stevens? Just to be able to get what more cash, possibly a loophole on field, like
0: boys, where do you stand with Stevens? If I if I so could do that trade, because remember I, I sent this to the boys, I'm a hundred dollars short of freaking bringing me to Stevens. Which, <laughs> um, if I was to do a three way trade, with you need a hundred dollars more. I need a hundred dollars more. Like Super Coach is just trolling me right now. Um, it was good. Like he hit up on those wings, played awesome game against the Cats and. And it sort of exposed because of the speed. The one thing that we didn't get to see um, week one, Swans didn't have Lloyd. Week two, they didn't have McInerney. So I don't know how much that changes things, but I think it does because McInerney goes back to the wing, and they probably play the ball through him. Where this week they didn't have Stevens, uh, they didn't have McInerney to play through that wing. So I think Stevens will either go to the defensive wing, or he might even be the one that starts off the ground. Um, so I do like him because I think he is in that best 22 and he's proven that he can score, but we haven't seen Sydney with their full complement.
2: That's a very valid point.
0: Mm-hmm. And Chris was already sceptical that he was best 22. Chris,
2: so where are you Where are you standing right I've, now?
1: I've been sceptical of it for a while, but I suppose when you start these best 22s at the start of the year, right, what you don't take into consideration is that round one, there's going to be four injuries. <laughs> round two, there's going to be a couple of injuries. Or know? COVID. Yeah, and and so he's been able to to stick around regardless. And how long is McInerney out? Um, no, it was only Back the one week, he wasn't isn't he? Yeah, it was a, it was COVID. COVID yeah,
2: McInerney, no, I thought it was a knee uh, hyperextension of the knee, was it? and it was a yeah. He got yeah, it, the hope, last minute it, yeah. of play. He had like a hyperextension of the knee. Oh yeah, that's and right. And they yeah. were tossing up whether he'd be fit for round one, and he just didn't get up. But whether he has recovered is going to be another no, test. But right?
0: McInerney played round one. Yeah, he
2: played round one. I'm saying as in oh, in the oh last yeah. minute he came off and then they spoke so about it in the conference and then it was like yeah, saying amazing. he hyperextended his knee or had a knee issue.
1: So anyway. so here's a question then. So do I um, – oh, no, this is an off-pod question. I could get Ginovin instead of Dylan Stevens.
3: Oh,
2: well,
0: mm, keep, keep that for your own pod, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's semi, this
3: is, sorry, guys. It's 72 talk. I, I, shouldn't oh, be, I shouldn't be talking to you yeah, guys about this. focus
2: on points on field, you Muppet. It's um, <laughs> a hard kidding, week, just, though, right? It's just, a hard week, yes?
0: Yeah. Tracking the information about McInerney. McInerney's a test this week.
1: Yeah, he was a test
2: last so, week. And yeah, Lloyd's
0: coming but,
1: back, right? Oh, he's, he was back Yeah, he got 101. So 100 so Lloyd
0: came back this week. So Lloyd replaced McInerney. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. We haven't seen the Swans with both McInerney and Lloyd. And now Papley's only two weeks away as well. So that's another guy that's got to come out of that side. Um, So Warner missed the first week too. So and Warner been came back and looked so oh, good. He's Warner's such a ridiculous. Good, he's a really good footballer. So we are talking about, you know, is it Campbell that goes out? They don't have too many actually, like obviously Shedlock or Sheldrick or whatever his name is, goes out as the sub. Yeah, so yeah. if McInerney's right. McEnroe comes Stevens into the side. Sheldrick uh, goes out. So then you've got to put one of those guys as sub, which probably is Campbell or Wicks. Probably on, on Campbell. Probably leaning towards. Or Wicks, probably yeah, Campbell. fair call. Cool, cool. Yep. So Stevens keeps, stays in the top 22. But maybe goes but bench. Then, but then if they don't have any other injuries and Papley comes back in, well, Stevens is the next out. or Or at least a sub. Yeah. And if he's named sub, that's going to kill your scoring potential there. Fucking subs. Yeah. um what, hey, we, what we know is that he's definitely
1: he's definitely in the what
0: 20 to 25. Yeah. He's in the he's even he's in that there. 20. I'd say the 24. Like like he's that sub or he might be the first one squeezed out but it, there'd be nothing worse than him going say 90 again next week then say Papley comes back. He's named sub and then he comes on the last quarter scores 10 and then all of a sudden he got 90 90 10. Like yeah. The more I talk about it the more I don't want this guy.
2: Look, that's it's definitely fair enough, and it is a consideration that you probably I'm, should look at. I'm
1: glad we've got Swizz because I'm definitely not getting. It. I d- I've been looking. No, no, for no a and I've been.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those funny ones because, like, based on his week just gone, you're like, oh well, maybe the you know, cash generation could be there, but it is definitely a consideration when you look at the people coming in as well. i um, just thinking about Chad Warner, boys. It's almost like Dead Letter Circus. We need a song like this is oh, the warning. Yeah, this is the warning. It's like Warnering. I like it. We need to do that. Shut up. <laughs> That's not a song. Um,
1: outside of that, I think that uh, Hinge is the other one. Now, I was. Hinge. Well, I've been looking at Hinge as a, as a huge option in my team because um, a lot of people are going down to Bowie, who I think we should probably transition to next. Yes. Um, but Hinge. Is Bow- is the, I thought it was Bowie. Hinge is really the only other sort of uh, rookie that is really an on field scoring option, right? Outside of Paddy McCartan. Yep. It's basically him and Hinge. And if you don't have Hinge or if you don't have Paddy McCartan, then he's an option if you've got five in defense and you want to go down from Whitfield. And that's where I'm looking at doing it. So if I'm going Whitfield down to someone in that back line, I'm looking at bringing in Hinge because that's the one that I didn't have. Now, I actually want to know from you guys because I I saw him on the weekend. I thought he was all right. It wasn't amazing, but he got an 84. First week, he had a really good first half and then died in the ass.
2: Well, you know why, though? Because he had to become more accountable. Shoal... They had an injury in defense, in deep defense. Scholl was their sub who can play half back, flank, and wing. So pretty much was like, cool, well, we've got an injury back here. You can play accountable because they already said he can play tall and small. So they went, hinge, you can fuck off back here and do this role. And Scholl came on and absolutely tore it up. And it, it did change things. Uh, but obviously yeah. we know Miller obviously got shit canned and need to go get form. So uh, I think Hinge is, is definitely a good
0: option.
1: Well, what happens when Miller comes back? Is Hinge a risk? No, of so, out nah.
0: of the team? Oh, so I'll tell you a bit more about that. So this week it was Sloan. That was the one that went off. So Hinge was about 50 and then Hinge went and filled that role more on the wing midfield. So then he ended up scoring like 30 odd in the last quarter. So he is, I think a bit of break, you know, in case of break class, you know, he's going to fill different roles. So, but with Shoal looking so good at halfback, they even at one point had Dawson playing full forward, which was the weirdest thing going because it was like, okay, what's going? Like he's meant to be their halfback wingman. Um, but because Shoal was there, they were like, oh, we'll keep Hinge sort of midfield and we'll move Dawson forward. Um, it'd be interesting to see what happens when Laird comes back. But I still think Hinge is gonna be around that wing half back role, and if an injury goes down, then they just move Hinge to fill that gap. So you're gonna have some weeks where he's gonna score really well if he has to go into the midfield. Unfortunately, other weeks he might have to go fill the gap down in the back line or yep. up in the forward line. But but I think what we
2: can both all agree on both what we can all agree on is that I think Hinge is best 22 because he can play tall, yes. he can play small, he can go wing, he can move around, and he is very 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 valuable. Um, is, in this climate,
1: is he a must-have rookie though? Because if you
2: had money for Bowie though, I'd be going him over over hinge. Oh yes, oh yeah, I think cool.
1: it's just based on money, yeah, it's it's a no-brainer. Yeah. So
2: does, do you have to have him? I think if you have McCartan no. and you have maybe four other primos, I think you'll be fine. Um, if you have three to four premiums, Bowie and then McCartan, I think you don't need hinge. So it's one of those ones. If hinge is your D five, I think you're okay. I think you're okay if you can push McCartan to the bench, we'll be able to loophole between them. I think that's probably better. But um, Izzy must have no. I don't think so. I think Bowie ranks him. If you have enough cash, if you don't have enough, and you're having well, issues,
1: the, I think if you have enough cash, you just go to Bowie. But like yeah, a lot of so the, like I. so with the trades I wanted to do, I couldn't. I or
2: if, you have, that, if so. you have if you have then I think you're probably better off just. I don't have Gibkiss Hinge, Hinge is not going to make a hundred thousand more. Stanley. Stanley. Hinge <laughs> Gip, is not going to make a hundred thousand your... dollars more than Stanley. <laughs> Gibcus is your bench player. Yeah, I agree. But Stan uh, Hinge is not going to make probably a hundred to one hundred fifty thousand dollars more than Gibcus, so you wouldn't waste a no. trade on someone who oh, won't no. make of you one hundred. Yeah, and which is pretty much the premise for a lot of our discussions. Oh, I can move to this rookie who can make me one hundred fifty thousand. It's like, yeah, but are they going to make a hundred to one hundred fifty thousand dollars more than the guy you're yeah. trading? Because yeah, we, we if probably it's should, not,
0: have sh- we should have the. We should open the show, and I might open up at my own pod. You know, my week reveal saying that because that that's a great point. Like that's the whole say people asking me about say Ward down to Stevens. I'm like, well Ward still got twenty possessions on the weekend. Yeah, he butchered the ball early. It was much better in the second half, and especially when they got Wingard's injury. Um Ward looked really good. They kicked that goal, started to score points, um, where he was awful early. He's still in Stevens gonna score uh you know make a hundred to hundred and fifty thousand more than ward no he isn't ward's no. probably still gonna make a hundred 50, even even yeah, a hundred to a hundred he might have and a where a Stevens good game. what's he gonna go hundred and fifty to two hundred so you're wasting a trade for possibly a hundred thousand if Stevens and who's more likely to stay in the team if there's if you've got a full side? Well Ward's probably more top twenty two and I think ward, Stevens is. I think
2: Ward gets better if there's yeah. an injury or COVID at Hawks which has been kind yeah. of lingering Ward, we know in from uh, Amy's series, if Ward goes into that midfield 100%, like oh, into the guts, score. he, he, he yep. can go 100 So it's and one of those t- ones where you might, and that's what I've kind of been toying up with because Ward hasn't been great, right? But I think it's one of those players, the more you get experience at AFL level, he's someone that could actually shine through. And I've seen awesome things from Ward, but I've seen him butcher like the next possession. So, yep. yeah, and that,
0: that, and that's, that's the And that's what premise. you're saying about Gipkes versus, um, versus um, Hinch. It's like... It's all relevant and going, okay, yeah, if you're making this trade, yeah, how for the rookie discussion, because the points are a bit different if we get into Whitfield versus, you know, a premium or something like that. But yeah, the rookie that you're bringing in, you've got to be confident that they're going to make a lot more than, like Meade, maybe. But if you're talking about, say, a Hugh Dixon or Baldwin, probably not making that much cash, if any. So yeah, that's a good trade because if you're bringing in Hayes or Martin or you know Cherry, you're getting the points, but you're also making 150, 200 k more than what the guy that you're going to have. Yeah. So
1: yeah, that's probably
2: the best
0: Agreed. piece of information ever.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, that's good. I mean, I wasn't. The only reason that I was looking at Hinge realistically was to get someone like Brayshaw in. It's really, the the only way I can do that is obviously I've got to go out of a defender, which is Whitfield most likely. Um, and then into a rookie to to go into a premium elsewhere, if that makes sense. Sounds like another
2: um, great thing you can talk about on your own podcast, Chris. True. But
1: anyway, so looking into Bowie. Bowie. We, to, we have to. Bowie, Bowie. Well, how, I don't know Bowie. It is, I've heard them
2: say Bowie. So, and I was saying. I like,
1: I like his name is David Bowie.
2: Well, I feel like we need to start calling him Mike. It's like, hi, I'm Mike Bowie.
1: <laughs> Mike Bowie. <laughs> Mike Lowry. Slap. Uh, now, seven seven percent of teams. Seven. I'm glad that Swizz got that one. This guy's over here still like.
3: I'm trying to run, run the fucking show. <laughs> mate. You made
2: a
1: joke that was funny and relevant. I'm not used to you making
2: any jokes. I'm the joke maker here, right? So I'm the jokey joke maker. <laughs> 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 um, I'll have to listen to that one back, boys. I won't make you repeat it. Anyway, Bowery seven percent of teams scored 151 on the weekend. Didn't do well. I think 58 the first week, so okay, right? But uh, a coach came out saying, look, he basically played the same role as the week before, except the week before he was probably a little bit more defensive and didn't get rewarded with the ball. So this time, obviously, Gold Coast, he was rewarded. And, boys, I watched his Gold Coast game because... Dude, he's taking
1: intercept marks. It's free to wear. But he was literally... He was he, literally taking... I was like, fuck off, he's taking intercept marks. Like, and and mopping no, up. no one anywhere near him. I'm like... How is there no one? This guy's like 175 centimeters and he's taking intercept marks.
2: But he, and he was mopping up though. He was clean. His decision-making, as far as the eye test from me, not even marking aside, right? Because you've got Lever coming back in, you've got May. So they've got those boys taking marks. He is decision-making in the contest when it was getting busy, right? He was actually literally trying to go, okay, wonderful. All oh, busy, 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 busy. And then just doing a nice kick to a person that's free right, decision-making's there, spatial awareness is there, his role is there, right, Salem is out, and will be for the short term anyway, was he had ankle surgery out for like a month or so, right, so it was it knee, no knee, sorry, minor knee surgery, so I think hit the role's there, it has to go through him, so it's it's very, very, very likely that he will do well, um, and here's the other thing, I think Bryce Mitchell shared out, um, said I think even if he goes 80, he's still making you 114,000 over the next two weeks if he scores eighty. Now, if he comes out and actually scores better than eighty, which by his ceiling now looks actually quite possible, he could make you an absolute fuck ton of cash, boys.
1: I'll tell you the good and the bad. So the, the good and the the good the bad's is his name. <laughs> he was likened to Caleb Daniel in the in the role that he's playing and and how he plays his football. Now we obviously know when Caleb Daniel went behind the ball uh, at the doggies, he was very consistent with his scoring and he had a, a fairly good ceiling. So, um, what what I Oh, so, sorry, fairly high floor. The bad is, this is Trap written all fucking over it. Now, I am going to preface this by saying this. I said it last year and I'll say it again. This is Tex Walker 2.0. <laughs> last year, everyone jumped on to on Tex Walker for the cash grab. He and, did
2: make cash. And
1: he did. But then what happened, Benny? What happened to you you with Tex Walker? I
2: got stuck with fucking Tex.
1: And why did you get stuck with Tex?
2: Because he had a shit round and then he had another shit round that had to get rid of him. And then you
1: had other problems in your team. You had other other trades to make and blah, blah, blah. Now, that could be saved this year because we've got that extra trade boost. However, I would rather be upgrading people with that trade boost rather than sideways trading a a mid-pricer. And I feel like, very early in in the piece people are just looking for him to trade into their team because they have so many fucking problems that he just solves a problem for them like let's bring this guy in I can I'm happy to like put a 250k guy into my into my defense that may score 50s every fucking week or he may have a fucking blinder every week like you don't know because it fixes me to get Crips or it fixes me to get Hewitt or it fixes me to get um, and, and I'll tell you the most likely scenario of
2: him coming into your team. The only one that makes sense is if you have McGovern, and he'll be our next segue talking on, right, McGovern. Now, if you have McGovern, he's the same kind of price point. He has a good score in his cycle, right? Uh, defenders are kind of a bit shit. So if you have three premiums right, and you have McGovern, like three premium defenders and you have McGovern, I think it's kind of a, a no-brainer. If you have four, it gets a little bit more complex because that way you may be uh, McGovern- Can go, um, so not McGovern, bloody um, McCartan can go into defense or swing through into your forward line. That becomes a bit better. But I've seen people trading Whitfield down to Bowie. And if you are not supplementing that trade with another premium, your team becomes shitter. It does. If you start with 12 premiums and you downgrade a premium to a guy like Bowie, because, oh, good cash grab, you're going to be spending two trades and hopefully make 150,000. Without supplementing and getting a premium elsewhere, your team literally becomes more shit.
1: And, and it's a – I mean, that may not be necessarily too bad in um, in league play, but in overall, it's fucking terrible. Swiz, your take on uh, on Bowie, mate.
0: I was trying to buddy get my wife to come and answer ask a question there, but it wasn't <laughs> happening. Um, you know, it's, it's one of the – yes, it's that whole – if you're going to jump on, you've got to jump off at the right time, but are you willing to use two traits – for that, the the one thing like I don't mind it so much. Say you had Whitfield McGovern, which is what I have. So if you can do McGovern down to say Heaney, so you're keeping that. If you think Heaney's going to be top six in that premium, and you put with McGovern becomes Bowley, well then there's some merit to it because McGovern's doesn't look like he's going to make anywhere near the catch that cash that Bowleys do doing and you're still keeping that premium and you've still got that one mid-pricer. So that's probably the where I'm looking at it. But if you just said, okay, I'm doing a straight Whitfield to Bowie and then I'm going to try to turn Bowie back into Whitfield in you know a few weeks or another premium, yeah, I'm not that big of a fan. I know everybody's looking at it and going, oh, well, you know, the D's are playing Melbourne, um, playing the Bombers next week and that, so that should be easy for him. The Lions Backman didn't score that well this week. And uh, the th- like, and I and I was talking up Salem with Ben, um, Bali last week with Ben because of Salem being out. Um, but yeah, you know, I thought yeah he could be a solid seventy sort of guy, seventy five guy. You know, he's only playing his tenth game, but yeah, the, he got lucky because the Gold Coast game it was so wet; the conditions didn't suit anyone. Um, not being like the big tools were dropping the intercept marks. So he was just bombing up and getting intercepts because it was easier for the smaller guys to sort of take those marks and then run off. It wasn't a good game for the tools. So I'm expecting with the conditions a bit better this week against the bombers, you know, you might see May and and Gorn back there, taking the intercept marks where Bailey's probably not going to do that. He's still going to, able to score as he runs off and that. But yeah, a lot of those times, especially with the young guys, you sometimes see a big score and we've we brought up, uh, was it the the Scott factor yep. Um, from a few years ago? like, And we, we've talked about Rochelle. Yeah, they go out and score 100, and then the next week they score 30. So Bowie could very easily go back and score 40 50 this week if another Melbourne player is back there, or if they're not seeing as much ball down there like the Lions back line did. Yeah. Um, didn't see much the, for the final three quarters last week.
1: Yeah. I, I actually think that, like, I think his floor is probably somewhere between 50 to 70. I, I could. I don't think it's as low as forty or anything like that. But do you really want to trade a two hundred fifty k player into your team that has a floor of fifty to seventy? Like trade him into your team? Really? Like I don't know. Um, again, look. If the cash grab's there, right? It is it, the one fifty is in his cycle. You're not going to get those points. Um, I don't think. I don't think he's got that backup in you. I don't. I don't think he'll get anywhere near that again this year. But he's obviously going to make some cash. So I, I'm not necessarily against the cash play. I think what I'm more against is make sure you jump off. Just make sure you do. Don't, don't leave an excuse. What happened last year is that people were like, after another two weeks, people were like, oh my gosh, Tex is a, a, a guaranteed you know, top six forward. Like I'm, I'm keeping him and I don't care. And then he got one, a one week injury and people like, oh, well, I'm holding him now. Because he's top six, right? He's guaranteed and then top six. you're screwed.
2: Six. But I think when you look at Salem being out and obviously the uh, comments about Caleb Daniel, there are these kind of defenders that do pop up and you undermine them. Mm. Like Ridley, you're kind of like, oh, and then all of a sudden you wait for a few more weeks and then four or five weeks, and you're like, fuck, he's 430K and he's killing it. Yeah. You're like, I've got to bring in this guy. Well, Aaron Hall when people just oh. have it. A...
1: <laughs> you like that one, Swiss? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, fucking good. Nah, but look, hey, look, there's every chance I think there's no chance he's anywhere near a keeper. No, but no, But the cash not, play is there. But just make sure you get off. And yep. the, the one thing the one thing that is really great about um about these boosts, these trade boosts this year is that you can use them really effectively like that. So just make sure you do get off at the right time. I personally won't be doing it, I don't think. I don't think it's um it really is beneficial for my team. I'm chasing points rather than chasing cash. So we'll see how we go.
0: Yeah, I mate. Mean, I'm like every time I try to do it, it doesn't actually help my other trades. Yeah, um, that's and that's that, me if too. Look, yeah, yeah. And if you're looking at okay, like a quick, uh, you know, pop. Well, you know, um, vote between you guys. There, are, are you taking Bowie or Rochelle? Rochelle every time. Yeah. Ooh. Are you take? Are you taking? Uh, like we could say, Bowie. Yeah, Bowie. One, Bowie or Hayes. Right. Hayes. Yeah. So there's other cap. Uh, If you would you go one week early with Martin with now that we know merits out. Yep. Over Bowie.
1: I'm definitely. Well, I actually so in multiple scenarios with my team, I've looked at getting um, Martin in as a trade boost, but I won't. I won't look at that. I'm trying to avoid that if I can.
0: Yeah, yeah, is what I'm saying. But but there's three guys straight off there, and and we talked about Jennifer. You know, so that's four guys straight off there who've got better cash. Dylan Stevens. That's five now. Better cash making potential than what um, Bowie has, and, and though yes, cheaper. people don't mm, have some people. Don't bring
2: Stevens into the Bowie. Well, it probably
0: does Like, yeah, well, you know, but he probably does have the same good cash making that Bowie because Bowie's got two good weeks of cash making because until that one fifty drops out of his, but he score. also has
2: a better role and in a better team. Well, he
0: he does, but then sometimes that doesn't bode well if the ball doesn't – like the ball's been – like the Gold Coast played well. The ball went to the half – um the Gold Coast half-forward line a lot, but they just didn't have the, you know, the he's, forwards. And he's just never traditionally been up.
1: a super coach scorer. Who? Yeah, this he's, his, yeah. he's literally had one yeah, – Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. He's had one but he good was, game and everyone's like, oh, my God. No, no, but he was
2: yeah. – that role was already his. He was someone I was already looking at in the Amy series as a potential, someone to keep an eye on. Now, it wasn't like, hey, he set the world alight – but for the eye test that I saw the other day, it's like that role is his. Salem is now gone, so that role is now definitely his, right? He is someone – if he bangs out another 100 to 110 this week, which is possible, like I'm not saying – but if he goes well by chance, by chance he goes well again this week, he is fucking making so much money it's astronomical. Like it's it's one of those ones because he has a 158 – or 150 whatever it is in his, in his, in his um, cycle – If he just happens to go well this week, it's huge. If he shits the bed, then if you didn't get him, you're like, ha, ha, ha. And if you got him, you're like, oh, well, that kind of sucks, right? But (coughs) by chance, if he goes well again this week or next week, his price will skyrocket
1: ridiculous amounts. Uh, I mean, look, it's it's possibility. It's possibility. It's also a possibility that Lockie Whitfield comes out this week and goes 140.
2: Oh, if, yeah, I'll, okay, so, okay, real quick though, if you had, sorry
1: sorry to burst everyone's bubble. I know, right, well, Whitfield
2: is literally like looking at, Whitfield is on five of the most traded out scenarios that I can see right now. It's Whitfield to Cripps, it's Whitfield to Hewitt, it's Whitfield to Hall, it's Whitfield to Heaney, and it's Whitfield to Lockie Neal. I don't know how 1,324 people don't have Lockie Neal, but Um, out of those scenarios, though, which ones do you think are actually plausible?
1: Patrick uh, Crips, You yeah. know what? Can I I'll, I'll just want to say one thing before we get. I think this is the first time in a long time a large portion of the supercoach community, like the hardcore players, have got the starting 22 completely wrong. Yep. By not having a guy like Patrick Cripps and disregarding a guy like um, Georgie Hewitt.
2: Shout out to Dr. Supercoach. <laughs> you <laughs> own this. <laughs> you know, it's, one of, it's one of those things. And I was a little bit skeptical, but. It was like, well, price point, Hewitt made sense because I, uh, what I wanted to do with my team, it made sense, and I got lucky. I don't know about lucky because you were big on him, so I was kind of following your coattail on that. you follow my coattail on English? Thank you very much.
1: Yeah. But I, 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 this, this, this Whitfield trade scenario is a large knee-jerk reaction from just having the wrong setup, and it's the only thing that they can do in their sides because it's, it's the only player that they really have with enough Money. cash. Yeah, that they you can go, actually make a play with.
2: Him to Hewitt gives you 100K. So like, wonderful, I can try and go Berry to a Raoul or or these other kind of things right. because they're like, well, that money will allow me to do something. So
1: it's a bit reactionary. But, I mean, don't get me wrong, Whitfield hasn't looked good. So no, I'm hasn't. not saying
0: that that's – 2,000
2: people going Whitfield to Hall. Boys, what do you reckon? Hall. Aaron is Hall. That's currently I, my trade.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna but, Boys, I'm going to butt in just because obviously we're bringing up Whitfield. So obviously I was at that game. Ah, so um, you're not allowed to
1: talk, buddy. No,
0: I can. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to yeah. brag about Richmond. But Don't worry, Swiss. So you go I'm ahead. I'll mute this game. fucker if he yeah. keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was there with um with Grimmo. I was also there with another mate who was a Cardinal supporter, and um and George. I caught up with George there too. So mm. shout out to him. Shout um, out to George. Um, yeah, flew over from Adelaide and was there for the Collingwood Adelaide game we and know, stuck around for Richmond. We GWS. know
2: George is an avid listener because he steals all that shit.
0: Yeah, so no, he was I'm good, don't we? and it's funny because we had a um, we'll discuss Whitfield, and, and it's it's funny because there's four of us there, and you know we all got different opinions about it. But I, I thought he actually still had the role as much as you know Cummins and was taking some of those kickouts. But Whitfield was the first kickout guy. But once he fucked up a kickout, that was it. And then they swapped over, and then they gave him another chance in the second half, and he took the kickouts there. So, and I've seen that with a couple of teams. You've got the kickout until you fuck it up. So he he fucked that up. There was two other turnovers that he had where one wasn't his fault, but he kind of was put under pressure. But another one was clear. Like he was in space and absolutely butchered the ball. Now the thing is they're like, well, surely he can clean that up. But if he is carrying this sort of groin injury, maybe he can't. Like he still found the ball in the back line, but I didn't see him move as well as I've seen him move in the past. Like the linking up with Kelly and, and Taranto and those guys in the midfield, it just wasn't happening. So he was kind of you know, sort of calling for the ball, a bit like Aaron Hall, but was actually calling for it in the wrong positions. Um Yeah, so I'm a bit worried about him. Like we know that he's potential and he could just he could come out and smash, you know, a I'm this you now, week, boys, but
1: it's 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 hundred percent OP. Yeah. Because,
0: and well, uh, and here, here, that, this is what and happens. I don't want a player like that who's had injury concerns in the past who could be out any week if I, if I can move him now yeah. because I okay. can see it happening he might score 110 this week this week, and then the next week will be like, oh, we're we're resting him, and then knowing Leon Cameron, oh, this that is, one week. That's well, the okay, that so injury. I've got I've got two points, Nail right? Number
2: I've got two points. Number one, I am mostly concerned because GWs don't tell you shit Absolutely. until it's don't. too late, right?
1: That's that's six literally. weeks will go past, and we, can, we'll all be and, going still on Whitfield, and, and it'll be right. like, oh, that's right, he had a fucking op the whole time. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah.
0: that's my that's concern number one. Right? And can, but before you get concern number two, this is the other worry about the Giants because he links really well with say Kelly. They had a chance to get back and win that game and they put Josh Kelly down the friggin' full forward. Full fucking forward why they were actually a chance to win, which either tells me one or two things. Leon Cameron just has fucking no idea what he's doing at the moment, or they Josh Kelly's fucking carrying an injury as well and that. and Or and they don't want to so, win. There's three
2: scenarios. Well, <laughs> well that's
0: <it>. So <laughs> am I concerned about having a player? Of that? And we said at the start of the year, we said at the wrap-up last year, we do not want fucking GWS players in our side for this fucking reason. Yeah, yeah. He
2: doesn't tell you anything and that's what probably and is most year concerning we start to me. With GWS. If if I could believe in GWS, I would not trade Whitfield. Um and even then I've considered I'm like, okay, well maybe I won't trade Whitfield because why would you trade a premium and he's only had a couple of down rounds? But he does look like he's carrying an injury and they haven't told us shit, which is the typical include- GWS and that's why this knee jerk reaction is kind of coming out. And the second point, boys, is do I because <laughs> you know how I feel about this. Do I want to bring Take out an injury-prone Whitfield for a guy that I can't fucking stand. You know, (laughs) I feel like he's also a must-have guy that's 70,000 more. He's a must-have but also injury-prone player
1: in Aaron fucking Hall. And he just did a hammy, like what? uh,
2: Yeah, yeah, like as in – and here's the part. I don't like Aaron Hall. Everyone here knows I don't like Aaron Hall. Do I you like am, his
1: points that he creates? Because I feel like that's something uh, but, you could okay, get yeah, on board that's with. Some,
2: yeah, of course. If, if they pay you money, I'll do
0: you lots watch, of shit. <laughs> you, watch,
1: you watch next week. Oh, Aaron Hall, boys, get on him. He's the fucking best thing ever. Fuck. <laughs> right.
2: So, okay,
0: Ben, if it wasn't Aaron Hall, would you consider Lloyd Stewart or Luke
2: Ryan? 100%. And that's the yeah. issue, right? So that's why I'm actually one of those scenarios where I'm like, all right, boys, You know, head over heart, my head says he's a must-have. And Whitfield doesn't look like a must-have at this point. So no. So like, that's why that that's game. why I'm actually considering it. And 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 I'm trying to put the picture out there for everyone on how much I hate Aaron Hall and how I told everyone that I would not be putting Aaron Hall in my fucking side. But even now I'm saying, even me, I'm now saying that Aaron Hall actually looks like the best option outside of everyone else that you own.
3: Yeah. Did you, watch, so did you we, watch the West we Coast? we were North sitting. Game?
0: Sorry, Chris. We were sitting. So the, the difference was the week before when I was talking about sort of sitting where Gipkis was playing Charlie Kerr now and that. So this week we were sitting right behind the GWS cheer squad. So we got to. So I got to have a clear view of a half a footy of GWS's backline set up, and Whitford was down there and he had the role and he just could not get his body to do what he needed to do, and that. So I'm completely off him now. I'm fucking cracking up. This is great. Chris just got sat the fuck
2: down.
3: Swiss so is like, sorry,
2: Chris, and <laughs> no, then no. keeps going, and Chris was forced to shut I up. I
1: was talking about my man, Aaron Hall. <laughs> oh, well, okay, you can go, no, go, no. you go you so, go. Hall. So you go. Here's, here's what I've noticed the last couple of weeks with North Melbourne, man. They're, again, like we said in the prison, they're still fucking shit. Like, they're playing West Coast with, what, like 15 Waffle players on 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 their, on this, in the 22 or something stupid? Like, I not, don't even not know. Not many,
2: but some of their players A that are right. Some of their players on their list should be Waffle players. Go on. <laughs>
1: A shitload, right? But and they're still Chris, chipping Chris? it around in the back line like they're, like they're playing keepings off because they don't know how to move the ball forward. It's insane. They're just waxing it off each other. <laughs> Jack Siebel is <laughs> Jack still like the fourth-rated defender.
2: Mm. Oh, don't, fucking say, stupid. don't say waxing each other. Chris, like Chris. If, if
0: North had actually lost that game, what <laughs> if Gil just came out and said you're out of the league? Like, I'd fuck be okay it, we're one of 17 teams. I'd be okay with it. Tassie needs a team <laughs> after all. all right? fucking just, and we didn't see much of it because we were sitting at the London Tavern. Actually, we were sitting opposite that fucking Sam McClure and that. And oh, on yeah. that, I, I think I said that to the exchange boys. I'm like, who fucking wears a hat while you're having a fucking sit-down lunch? But anyway... Did, did he and say, you, rem- you might remember me from such films
2: as, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hi, I'm Troy McClure, you <laughs> might remember me from such films as
0: the other shit guy. If there's ever a Richmond game on and you want to come, come say hello, I'll be at the London Tavern beforehand, but, um, uh, and, but and, and yeah, it... so what I saw of it, it's the same, it's like, and that's where Luke McDonald is still appealing mm. for that midfield. Mm. Because McDonald, Zebel, and Hall, as you said, just wax with each other.
1: It's crazy. It's crazy to watch. And they just keep going back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. And Josh yeah. Walker, I don't think he's ever seen oh that much God. football in his life. <laughs> like, hey, at Brisbane he saw plenty of football, so, thank you. Well, um, when they were what, losing and getting is kicked over his head.
2: Side note, draft leagues, we've already said anyway, if you can get McDonald, 100% get him. Uh, I was very big on McGrath, which kind of looks like it might be fucked now with uh, Merritt being out. McGrath might now be a pretty shit midfielder. So it's one of those kind of catch scenarios that you play early on. But McGrath, um, who are we talking about? McDonald? Mm-hmm. Uh, draft Leagues, 100% defender, Absolute I think look, looks man. excellent for Draft Leagues, boys.
1: Yeah, no, I agree, but I haven't looked at the waivers since we Oh, started. boys, I looked at the waivers. I picked
2: up Stringer last week, and I'm like, and out of how hard it is in Draft Leagues to get a forward, I got Stringer for free. Not even kidding you. It's that's, fucking
1: ridiculous. That's a decent gift. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, Aaron Hall, guys. I think, uh, look, I think he's going to be the number one defender. I hate to just, admit it's it. It's just his body. But I mean let's 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 put this into perspective. It's just his body. It's just Isaac Heaney's body. It's just Jordan Degoy's body. It's just of Patrick course. Cripps' body. It's like, you know, all these guys that you're also looking to trade in, they're also all got injury concerns and body concerns over their careers. That's why they're cheap. Aaron Hall's not cheap though. It is though, because his his output he is, is for much higher.
0: Like, so do year. not join this no, shit, mate. No, no, I will because oh, last year, thank we you. We know yes. the, the little five start five. that he had when he had that fucking little you know, came on as a star and was scored a six and, and then got nine and that fucking and injury yes. game and that. But from that, you know, the, what, what were we talking about, where, was it Like, like round from five, round I mean, eight? Like, are you talking or about seven? The round seven? Showman? Round the greatest seven. Round seven. Yeah, yeah. From now on.
2: These are Aaron Hall will take t one
3: <laughs>
0: from
1: yeah, now no. on. He's taking it off, Jack
0: He Starts a-
1: tonight. It starts tonight. <laughs> yeah, oh,
2: round sorry.
0: seven last year, mate. <laughs> he, he averaged 116. And even in that back end with that last sort of eight games, he averaged 122. I'm like This guy's actually underpriced. Do you know
2: what he averaged from the round I brought him in?
0: Nothing. Uh, Nothing. Mean?
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, of course. You're, fucking you, you're
0: an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's am. so funny.
1: Look, that's the only thing that, right. that cost me a top 10. Let's go through the man of the moment. I suppose we waited long enough to bring him up, but Paddy Cripps, are guys. So oh,
2: boys, has to be. Now, Cripps is the guy that... Chris, you told me that you'd be paying out early, so I don't know Paying Pay why. him out
1: early. I should, really. You
2: should, really, because you're going to get your money back on Fremantle. Let's face it. Where's your confidence? I'm um, just waiting
1: for him to do his, do his shoulders from carrying Carlton this year again. Patrick Cripps
2: has to be... Uh, 37% of teams. I think when we brought him in, he was like 30 flat. So he's, he's going up. He's going up even more. Break even of negative 28. Uh, I believe he's going up. It looks like it's going up about 110,000 over the next two weeks based on his projections. Um, someone that I believe you definitely could have in your teams. Now, here's, here's the reasons why, boys. And Swizz will pass to you first. Number one, he's untaggable. Right, he's getting contestable, he's getting actual ball. He's still being Patrick Cripps in having shit disposals at times. That's Patrick Cripps. But he's getting more meters gained than he has ever, 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 ever before. So that's why his price is actually so cheap. He's 454K. You're getting a guy that I do believe now could be top 10 based on the fact he's getting meters gained. And his ceiling is fucking freakish, boys. That If he actually pulls it together and doesn't butcher some kicks on his left foot because he has no left foot. Here's a guy that, with his ceiling, could average you 120 plus for this year, Swizz.
0: Well, the two Carlton boys, Cripps and Hewitt, oh, wow. uh, are now 40 Well, Cripps is now 50%, been traded in by 13% this week, and Hewitt's 48%, traded in by 10%. So if you're what, like nearly everyone else is jumping on, there's nearly no risk with that because so many people are on them. Um, so from that point of view, I've got a lot more confidence now that everyone. But the, all, the only difference is people have had to waste a trade and they've missed out in those first two rounds. But he's doing everything well. Actually, like Ben and you and I talked about this, this little, you know, the Michael Voss factor coming in, getting the play like Vossy used to. Um, yep. He's over those injuries, finds the balls, getting forward and kicking goals. You know, he's laying those tackles. That that tackle of McRae was fucking brilliant. Um so you know he's just an absolute ball and even still if they go into tag it's still going to be Walsh. Like Walsh had 34 touches like he he didn't dispose the ball as well as he normally would. But, you know, did. First game back it's going to happen. But Walsh is going to find his feet and start – he could be the best wingman in the the competition this year, Walsh, because they they don't need him to go in the midfield and play CBAs as much as they they did because they've got Hewitt, they've got Chiera. Kennedy's playing so well, so Walsh can just run around and do whatever he wants. The tag is going to him. So like, play you just loose the Krips. ball
1: for, for, for oh, like – he, like, he, oh.
2: he can do He's no run. run
1: forward but from half
2: That first yeah. centre bounce where Cripps got it, they all just draw to him because they know it takes three men to bring down <laughs> a Cripps. And he <laughs> handballs it to an offensive side. It's literally ridiculous, boys. And, now, it, go-
0: and it goes on with both him and – if you want to trade Whitfield, this was the one that we'll, we haven't mentioned. It's Hewitt. So the two current boys are hand-in-hand. Hand. If you don't have both of them – probably you've got to find a way to get both of them in. And so Whitfield down to Hewitt's getting you 100K. So you've got to somehow, if you've got, say, a Berry type, I think you Berry like to Crips is 200K. So yep. that's 100K K you found there. You've got to get him up to Crips.
1: Yep. yep. Now, just 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 on just quickly before we go on to uh, anyone else, I, I do want to touch on Crips. He's got to be, a, a look. you're looking at him right now at the top eight mid, right?
2: Has to be. Otherwise, if yep. you don't believe he's a, at least a top 10, you don't touch him. At, to, Has at, to be. at
1: top eight pricing, you will not find another midfielder for the rest of the season at 450k for a top eight mid. But even on value, when you, you won't get him,
2: you, Tom Mitchell was like low 500s, and you're like, based on he value, he could go two. one no, but he could go 115 plus. This is last year when we're like, okay, and he started averaging <laughs> yeah. you 118, 119, 120 value points per dollar. Crips at the moment is cheaper than you will find any other premium midfielder
1: this year. And you also got to take into consideration. Swiz, so we we made this comment last week to each other. Um, that game that he had, that he got a one. What was a first week? One that could have been a one fifty, one sixty. It could have been could easy have been. money, like easy money. Like we we thought it. We looked at it. The first quarter, that first quarter, I think he had five clangers in his first six
0: possessions. Yeah, one thirty two, and yeah, the first quarter was. Yeah, but they were trying to find how to work with him and and Cheren Hewitt as well. And you know, his first game back, he always going to be rusty. And we've seen a lot of the um, players. You know, they've started off. You know, they're trying to find that feet because you know you you're into a new season. But once he cleaned that up, oh, he just looks so good. And and they look for him. He's like, you know, he's the captain. They want him to you know be the be the leader and and take on those big moments. And and then he wants that responsibility too. It it is light watching. I wouldn't say Michael Voss because Michael Voss was a superstar, but a slightly lesser version of Michael Voss. I think it was he's in just in beast mode. Carlton pod maybe
2: where we spoke about it saying how well, maybe it was one of those emails, the infamous emails where, you know, Michael Voss was like, hey, Crips, watch this video of me. You are me, mm. right? Walsh, you are Simon Black, right? Literally those two are pretty much the Best examples you could ever get as far as watching gameplay. Mm. Um, and that's why I thought it would be good for him. Now, when we talk about Carlton, when we talk about Hewitt, we talk about um, looking at Cripps. Hell, even Charlie Kernow comes into this conversation, boys, which no, I hate I hate to touch on, right? <laughs> but no, he is relevant because of their draw. Hawthorne, Suns, Port, Dockers, North and Adelaide. And then, oh, fuck, that's even a win G- against Frio. Even GWS. Yeah, it would be. And it used to, I thought it was a 50-50. That, like, mate, lock that one in. But even then, Giants. Oh, got some things right this year. Giants after 72, that. 72, Frio being shit. Giants haven't started that well. Right? Sydney are obviously a good side. And then you've got Collingwood, Essendon, and back to Richmond and the Dockers and Saints and Eagles. It's fucking lit up, boys, for these Carlton players, particularly with Cripps, particularly with Hewitt. Right, that draw for the next ten games. There's only what Sydney, yeah, and that's about it, boys. And you know
1: literally, you, I will say this as well. And I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'd really love to toot my own horn. <laughs> you you know, fucking love to toot it. <laughs> 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 but fucking hell, Hewitt again this week. He had like he had like what thirty two disposals, and like twenty five of them were were handballs. And he looked a million bucks. And, he, and it was just so refreshing to come out after the game and everyone was on how awesome Hewitt is. Finally, it's only taken years. Un- yeah, commentators
2: he- talking about how underrated he is. And I then said, it's like, mate, everyone out of Melbourne knows how good Hewitt trade is.
1: Trade deadline, I literally lost Steal. my mind. Steal. Could not believe it. Lost my mind. I was like, and people, so many people in the media coming out Bagging Hewitts and saying he's oh he's a bad bad pick they shouldn't have gone for him this isn't going to fix their list blah blah, blah. jokes on them what are you like sorry. You want to recant that? Because I'll bring up every single article you wrote about George Hewitt and say you were wrong because I did. I retweeted him at the time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so I'm on record months and months and months ago saying that, that Hewitt was amazing. Yeah. And I'm glad that everyone's I followed back. your coattails. I'm not going to lie. But they definitely will win against for you. Um So uh, Hewitt, again, for 400K, uh, is he going to be – this is the question.
2: He could be top 10 now. I yeah. think he's top 10. I think so too. Whether he's top
1: 6 – yeah, question. Question mark.
2: There's so many around that price point, though. But again, for a $400,000 player, right, when, again, when Caleb Daniel got to 400000 everyone's like, oh, geez, Caleb Daniel's so cheap because he had that bad game and then did well from that point on. Well,
1: Swizz, this is price probably point. a question for you. Like, And I look, I'm biased. I, I, I think he's the second best mid there inside mid. Well,
2: I had Whitfield I number think, one, so I feel sheepish. I'll I think up.
1: Walsh is the best all-round mid, but I think that uh, Cripps is the best inside mid and then… At Carlton?
3: Yes. Best well, yeah, no. oh. Walsh
1: is definitely mate, the best mate, I'm, around mid.
0: Because I I'm probably as big on Hewitt as what you are. I thought that was just an absolute steal when they got it. Oh. And But it's not But it, it reminds me a bit back like second
1: best. Oh, inside yeah. mid. Sorry. Second okay. I will oh,
2: okay. I'll, I'd still consider Walsh probably and, better and, than and him I made inside. No, and, and that
0: was my thought at the time was the whole, you know, that Tom Mitchell being squeezed out and there was a, lot, a, few, a few things going on there with well, you know, the parent horse didn't like him and stuff like that. But the Swans have got a lot of depth, a bit like the Giants in that midfield. Yeah, where, they keep you know, just you, drafting Ro- midfielders. And- <laughs> yeah, well, Rowbotton yeah. and and you look at um and Florenton, we're talking Born about Gordon and Mills and Heaney yep. and rah, rah, rah. How does um, Hewitt fit in there? But Hewitt, you know, fantastic sort of ball midfielder. But they already had sort of Parker and Kennedy playing that, yeah. And, yet, and Parker's like, still young. Many.
1: Like Parker's still yeah. only what twenty-eight. Like he's yeah. he's young. Yeah.
0: Like. So where's Hewitt? When was Hewitt ever going to fit in that? But that was nothing against Hewitt and his ability. It was just he could not get the role because he was at the wrong club. And we talk about this sometimes with players, and, and we get like we get, it doesn't make sense. Like when we talked about Proust originally moving from Mel- um, North Melbourne to Melbourne, it's like why are you just staying behind? You know, a gun rap. Why aren't you moving to get the opportunity? Where Hewitt's gone? Well, there's a spot. This club needs, you know, an inside midfielder to help out Crips, uh, and he's got that opportunity now. And even with the guys like sort of Walsh, um, and then even like Kennedy and that, you can sort of move them around. He can sit there, be that, be that guy. Mm-hmm. And no dramas there. And, that, and you, know you know what? He's never going to be
1: scary. He's never fucking he getting tagged. Nope. Yeah. That kid is never getting tagged. He might be the guy who does tag, but like, don't yeah. get me wrong, but he's never getting tagged.
2: But even if he yeah. tags, as soon as Carlton get the ball, he'll be like, like a fart in the wind. He'll be off. He'll be gone. Well, I think gone. the best
1: thing about, about Hewitt is he can win the ball the other way. Like Even when he played tagging roles, he still averaged pretty mm. well as a midfielder. So um, yeah. it's not nearly like amazing, but it's not going to be like, oh, he's got a 40 because he tagged or something stupid like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, no. Um, I, I, the, other, the other consideration is obviously yeah, what happens when Chera comes back. And w- it would have been nice to see him. But I, I personally, I, I think that the top three, again, and I've been very, very firm with this. I, I think it's um, obviously Cripps and Walsh and then Hewitt, the top three. Chera is obviously part of that mix, but he can play wing and he's very good. Chera's best attributes is his disposal by foot. So the more you can get him uncontested, the better off his skills are going to come to play. And he's a better kicker of the football. So I do see him as more of an outside runner than someone like Hewitt. So I think that him and both Walsh, they both can play outside a lot more than Hewitt can play and should play, in my opinion. They're winning games of football. Like what's, there's nothing right now to suggest to me that Hewitt is just all of a sudden going to drop out of a barrel.
3: So it might go I think, down, but it's Chris, not going to go think...
1: that
0: much. I think you can either see one or two things you can to see. Their first bounce is going to be Cripps, um, Hewitt and Kennedy in there with Cheru Walsh on the wings, which is going to really give some teams headaches. Oh, or luck. it's going to be Kennedy goes to the bench and it might be, say, Cripps, Hewitt and somebody else. And then Walsh comes in with Kennedy as the second, you know, change up a bit like sort of the dogs do and rotate it through. Yep. So you've always got a gun midfielder in there. Yep, and absolutely. I think that's going to cause a lot of headaches for opposition coaches.
2: Yeah. Yep. And uh, realistically, if you're at Carlton and you're winning games, who gives a fuck? Like, play some good footage, share the ball around, and just dominate. So, like, they have to be happy with those first two rounds. It's the best
1: problem to have. Uh, and, again, they're soft like, I did suggest so, that
2: talking about he actually. he averages can we,
1: 105, can we, can... and I think that's accurate. Like, I, I'm pretty confident. Stuart? Yeah, I, I think at very least. I think 100
2: flat is definitely above that. Yeah, so a hundred at a base, and which makes him in top ten consideration. Whereas before, cool. I think I said I was on the record as saying I think he goes like 90, 95. Yeah. Whereas now, how well he has been, I think it's a hundred plus easy. Talking Swiss.
0: about soft draw and the blues and everything around that, uh, would you consider Doherty? Do you think he could come back and be top six again?
1: I do, but the problem with I've seen with Doherty after being an owner for the last couple of years, roller coaster. He he's. Again, captain, this is what we see. The captain's sacrifice for the team more than any other... This is why Bont is never an option. I I just feel like with Dockers, what will happen eventually...
2: Even Mills took a sacrifice for a bullet, tagged Paddy Dangerfield. Issue was Paddy Dangerfield was shit that day and Mills tagged him up threefold. (laughs) It's true though, because nothing rallies your comrades or your teammates, right? Yeah. Then the captain actually doing, hey, boys, I'm going to put my hand up. I'm going to do a roll for us today, and I'm going to, like, hang shit on people. And everyone's like, bang, look at the captain leading by example. Kellen Mills, 100%. Bonte Pelli, 100%. If he has to go forward, he doesn't care. Bont doesn't care as long as the team does well.
1: Um, Yeah. I, I, and, look, with the talent that they've got but back he's not in their back line-
2: so he's not captain, isn't he?
1: Hasn't no. he been captain for like the last three years. Nah,
2: Cripps is now sole captain, mate. That's why yeah. he's like carrying so much load. So much to you know about that. Uh, only of because of his his so health and his recovery, I think he's focusing on that, and that therefore sense. he dropped out of the dual captaincy. So stuff. you've
1: got you've also got obviously Williams and Sard in that back line. Now,
2: yeah, So I oh. think
0: will I think Williams and Sard alternate each week. Thank you. To be the lockdown guy. Well, or the or one of the,
2: one of them goes ham yeah. and the other one doesn't well, because I they're both Doherty, trying to Doherty run.
0: Doherty just yeah. runs around like Bailey Dell, for example, or Jaden Short, and just runs around and does his own frigging thing because he's such a good ball user. They just get it in his hand and he'll just hit up one of those gun midfielders. Yeah, I, Look, I can see Dock going back to 100, 105 this year. I don't hate it. I I haven't been drafted. I don't.
2: I think it. there's so many other options in
0: defence. Well, I there think there is. So is. I think there is a large amount of options. But, uh, don't risk it. And he's it. not cheap. Dockers is not No, he's cheap, not right? cheap, which is unfortunate.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, and, well, yeah, if,
1: if it goes same, wrong, you he's are He's pretty much, the, he's like, what, 5 20 or something, isn't he? He's yeah. like, same price yeah. as... Uh, don't
2: risk short. that one for the biscuits. So, um, boys, can we go to negative 10? Um, well, can we,
0: actually, I think you've got to, I know you. we want to move on, but there's there's two... Why would we
2: want to move um, on, on, Swiss? It's an hour and 40 yeah. fucking minutes. Well,
0: that's right. Why the fuck? <laughs> um, there's two others that you, I don't think we've... Yep, um go. Keep us honest. We haven't mentioned been asked about one, and Chris is going to fucking roll over in his grave even though he's alive. Um, Jai Caldwell, I've been asked about. Yes, fair call.
2: No, fair call, fair call. And the
0: next one? And um, and then the the obvious rock one that you guys have, but Timmy English.
2: Yep, actually, that's fair call. Chris, we might have overseen that. It's a bit of an oversight because we have English and we know how good English is. And I guess Max Gorn ties into that. So maybe we'll do a Gorn slash English um couple a bit of a duo yeah afterwards, Coldwell, and then do called yeah no let's yeah is definitely um valid and when we kind of have a look at why when you have you know he's gone a couple of 90s in a row uh he's funnily enough though the week just gone right he he kicked a goal that was pretty pivotal right not too bad his role's kind of there but for this was one week in particular where his super coach was better than his dream team And Caldwell, that's not the case. Like, it's literally butcher fucking town and dream team 100%. Supercoach is shit generally for Caldwell. So this was a bit of a a different scenario. I wasn't super impressed, but when you look at Merritt going out, the only people to come into Essendon to kind of… Shield also
1: is a test this week. Well, Shield's a test, but Shield's Shield's
2: generally an outside. I don't see them throwing him straight into the guts. It's more
0: likely to be out than in. Yep. Love it.
2: Or well, like shield, like any any time. But um, so basically, how they're gonna have to fill that gap of having a merit? It's literally got to be Caldwell. It's got to be merit, or it's got to be Hobbs, or a combination of three. So I wonder whether Caldwell is already getting some CBA. So it's either he's going to get more, Hobb if, might come in and actually get a fair chunk. Is
1: any indication he will get a lot more. Caldwell,
2: yeah, because when yeah. Uh, some players were missing, Caldwell had a lot more.
1: Yeah, now what I will say to that is I actually don't like, don't hate him as a – I would rush rather Caldwell than Bowie. However, it's the position on the field that you're really talking about that's the issue. Mm. Like if I had McGovern and I had to trade him, am I going Bowie or am I going to Caldwell? I'm going Caldwell every time because he's making more cash he, like long-term. He's scoring more points on field for me. Like I think that he's a much, much better selection – I'm just... I don't know how you can do that without, say, sideways trading Barry, who is... I don't think that's a good yeah.
2: trade. Or Ward like, and then having, say, a Horn Francis on the bench and then you've got 200,000 sitting on the bench and then your defence is still kind of shit.
1: Uh, if there's a way that you can get there that you get Caldwell on field, it doesn't impact any of your other players and there's like it, it works for your team, then great. I if, just, there's not many teams that are going to be set up that way.
2: If you have Ward at... M8, and he's on field each week hurting you with his kind of 50-odd scores, then I think ball does work if he's on field. If you've gone, like, hey, three premiums, a Raul, so a, like, a, a Berry, and then you've gone to three premium, like the three rookies, should I say, of Horn, Francis, Dacos, and Ward on field, then I guess there is some scope. Instead of going a Stevens and trying to risk that on field, I think you are realistically better trying to go a callball on field in I that mean, scenario Yeah
1: but I mean It's an upgrade Right yeah. Like you, you have to get yeah, that. Yeah. Where are you getting That 80k from
3: <sighs> <I was looking laughs> Fucking make up money Right now No monopoly? one's made any money So no.
1: everyone's got The same amount of money And you're just Rearranging your team Well
0: If you've If you've got Whitfield You're going down to Hewitt So that's 100k Yep Yeah. If you didn't have Hewitt So Whitfield and to Hewitt And then what? Ward, to Ward to Caldwell And, then and Ward to, Caldwell. to Caldwell. Yeah okay. I
1: still don't know for, Yeah if, if he's on your
2: field Makes sense Yeah I guess if it's on field it's not terrible. No, and this, it's, it's all team dependent this week. Now,
1: f- well, here's the other thing. So do you think Caldwell, first of all, I think the points is, for me, the points is worth it. Like, I think Caldwell scores enough points over Ward over the next, what, yeah. four or five weeks to yeah, make for it completely sure. work yeah. so,
0: Caldwell's going 90 at the moment. and With mirrored out, I think he's going 100 for the next four or five uh, weeks.
2: I don't know about that. I think he maintains at least. I think he got pretty lucky. Last year, I think he was 80-ish.
0: Mate, Uh, I'm saying for the next four to
2: five. Yeah, I still think 90 to
3: 100.
1: I still think 90 to 100. Yeah, look, I I liked liked Caldwell in the preseason. I was hot on him. And then when the news came out that his CBAs dropped through the floor, when all the Bombers midfielders started coming back, I was completely off him. Now I wish I had him. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look. What, did, what
0: did you say to me, Chris, when I fucking, oh, you guys, you were getting into me because I was looking at Caldwell over Barry. Fuck, I wish I did that now. Yeah, exactly right.
1: Yeah, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. But we didn't make a bet, so it's fuck you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're lucky. Um,
1: <laughs> should we move on to Gorn and, yeah. uh, and English? Well,
0: I think, actually, we'll tie one more into that. So it's Gorn down to, because um, this guy's actually 6% traded in, but English or Jackson. Because Jackson's yeah, got a okay. lot of love this week, so fair I think we have got to tackle both and of them.
1: I think I'll take Tim English because you know I am oh. the man of Tim English. Okay, fine, you go. To, well, you rode my coattails, motherfucker. Off. Uh, I've always been on Jackson, the English strain until you didn't
2: have him, and lucky I gave you a shout out just before the game. That was Elvis. Thank you very much. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, look, I'll, I'll,
1: I'll say this about English: that the best thing about English is that he's he's looking like, regardless of what happens, he's probably going to be a top ten forward. Which, which is the only reason you're trading him in. Now, I like the fact that people are also looking at Jackson, before, but they're looking at him to do the same for a cheaper price. I'm not necessarily sure that's all the way there, but I did say in the preseason that I think he can average in the 90s. So it's not too far extra for him to go to get there, and he has played very well so far. What I will also say is if you do have Gorn, the only reason why you're trading him is to fix up another part of your team. Like... You need to get two premiums. You need to get English. Like I, This is why I don't necessarily think Jackson's the right play because I think if you go to Jackson, then he may be a premium, but he's not, he's not guaranteed to be a premium. I think there's a much higher chance that English is a premium than Jackson. And mm-hmm. you really need to make it work for your team by increasing from, say, 12 to 13 premiums or 11 to 12 premiums to make not having gone viable. Because even if he only averages 110, that's still probably a top three ruck. Are we, are we on the, like, have the for rucks Gorn, come? For this yep. season, it doesn't look like there's anyone that's going to be going, like, what, 110 plus for in average. Yeah, and
2: I, I think some hmm. people get a bit butthurt that's because like, they're like, well, oh, Gorn might lose me 75000 over the next couple of weeks and blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But you already have him, so price is very much subjective. You've already got it's him. Negligible it's if you it's, keep him. Yeah, exactly. If you have him, it doesn't even matter, right? It's kind of like, um, whose line is it anyway where the points don't matter? Except the, <laughs> except, the, the that. except the points matter and the Where price your premiums are and, selected the, and the points don't yeah, matter. <laughs> whereas the, the the points matter but the price doesn't. Okay. It's it's a weird scenario, right? But here's the thing. Now, if you have gone, I think it's it's a very good option as far as keeping. If he does maintain that one ten one fifteen average, you save a trade, which is first of all the primarily primary reason. I understand the English factor as far as being. Uh, if English does remain a top 10. And this is why I think English is a top 10. So we're going back to that briefly. All right, Number one, he's the, the number one ruck. Now, it doesn't help the fact that the Dogs have lost two games, so I wouldn't be surprised if they actually try and bring in Steph Martin. English kind of struggled to when he got to one contest to the next. He was a bit cooked and didn't really contest well. So, But I still think English uh, has the scope. I still think he's awesome as the number just, just
1: one. Just suffices. He's gone up against... Max Gorn and Brody Grundy in the first two rounds, mm-hmm. yeah, and he's don't get me wrong, he hasn't he hasn't beaten them, but he's fucking held them over Oh He's his held own. his own, yeah. and he's you know what he's done better how than did I he, thought he'd done. Did
2: he uh, like how did he
1: play Grundy? Ah, Grundy got like a hundred and one. How did he play Grundy? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. No, what? Uh, no <laughs> he, he he
2: came up against a, a dual team of um, De Koning and Pitney. So they had oh, two, they had two they're rucks, shit. and he Why kind I, of what's wrong worked me? really hard. I don't know what's wrong with you, Chris. Uh, but he did work really hard um, in that contest. But I think you know, it'll be proven to see whether they try and go for a, a bit of a little bit of a better tap ruckman. But I still think he has a good scope to be think, top ten. Mate, I don't
0: think they do because he's coming up against what who's Sydney's Hickey. Then yeah, it's yeah, true. Nank, nank and soldo, which is a bit like Pinternet, a better version of probably Pinternet and De conning, um, because obviously more nank, not as much soldo. Um, north that'll be cherry, cherry and that
3: Adelaide
2: Rob, and then
0: draper, draper draper fucking hell, and Lysette, who's also not, shit. Yeah. So the next few weeks, I, I think he'll score right. Actually, he's one for the punters hypothetically, let's just say you traded, say, Whitfield out and you went Bowie and you were going to upgrade a McGovern or somebody like that and you had the money to to do it, would you get in Tim English in your forward line or Heaney in your forward line? Oof. If you had to choose between Heaney. You, Heaney you know what's fucking hilarious? And we haven't actually touched on Heaney yet. I think yeah, that most people would say Heaney, Heaney.
1: And I wouldn't touch Heaney. I still wouldn't. And Man, I would touch with Heaney with the lights yeah.
2: on. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: I've mean, i met him a couple of times. He is a fucking beautiful man. He is a beautiful man. I'd touch him with Straight the lights. on. Abercrombie and Wouldn't fish even
2: be amazing. one of those self-conscious things where I'm like, well, look, I'm probably covering five kilos a weight and you're in tip-top shape. But look, let's leave the lights on. <laughs> um, yeah. look, I don't know. It's for, for me, it's about the positional difference now with uh, English – The soft draw coming up, I think. Even still, he looks like he could be top 10 potential. This is more solidified now by the fact that Dangerfield is playing a midfield only. Fife, when he returns, midfield only. Bontepelli is a bit of a mixed role, but I still don't think he's forward eligible enough. Uh, Marshall is playing Ruck because, you know, Ryder's out. So he's not getting forward eligibility Mm. in this first drop, which means that any possible later one is round 12. And even that's kind of a bonus around sort of the upgrade time. So yeah, it's
0: probably your last upgrade. Yeah. So for instance, it's
2: now more likely that English is top ten, possibly even top six, which makes him a very, very, very valuable, um, valid selection.
0: Do uh, you think Heaney Heaney with his fixture coming up could go that far <sighs> ahead that he will be? I think top. if
2: you're going to get him, it's now because his injury risk is definitely an option. But like anyone else, their draw is so soft, right? And we spoke about that previously. With Sydney So I think it's one of those ones Where You know they play After the, the Bulldogs Obviously North Eagles Hawks Lions Suns Essendon um, So I think there is definitely Some scope that he continues To kick goals he, He's not playing midfield though
3: Right mm. Not the no. big chop and out it, of midfield no, That is my biggest
1: Conjection point That's is the it? big concern and He's not going to kick 88 he's not, goals He's also not kicking Fucking behinds at the moment Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's
2: kicked, not kicking 88 goals for the year No Right He's, he's kicked not. 8 goals in 2 games He is not kicking 88 goals for Having the season Having
1: said that I mean, he's averaging, what, like... He's 140. 140 t- yeah, twice in a row. Let's say he doesn't kick those goals and he's, he's just averaging 100, which I think is possible. Um, yeah, it's still good. He's not a terrible Wait. selection, but I just, I just don't have any faith in that forward role because at some point he's going to drop a 40 or a 50. Like, he has hmm. years and years and years of scoring history as a forward. Yeah, but he's yeah.
2: still getting some rotations. I think it, if you're talking about him averaging 100 over these next bits, I think he then becomes a must-have with the 2 one averaging 100. I think there's
1: better options.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, look. I, I, I like him. And, that, I, like, and, I like and, and needs, that's like a debate. So I think you'd hold Gorn. If you really wanted English, then try to bring him in through the forward line. As the, I, I wouldn't be trading Gorn out for him. Um, I don't get like the Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson looks awesome as a player. And If, if for some whatever reason, well, not nobody's top giving ten. him up in keeper. Nobody's giving him up in a keeper league anyway. But I did. Um, two years he's ago. not. yeah, yeah. Fuck <laughs> I haven't one of them. Um, he's. Um, but you're not. I, I don't see him as a long term <laughs> option unless Gorn was to go down. Uh, so maybe people are hoping they're thinking, oh well, you know, Gorn's not looking great. Maybe he's injured or something. The thing with Gorn, the first two weeks, he's playing like. The game on the Gold Coast, such slippery um, conditions. Like, he could have not played any worse round one, and he just the conditions did not suit him at all, and yeah. he's still averaging 90. Um, so better conditions did, and everything like that. I don't know, Luke guys. Jackson's,
1: would you rather Luke Jackson's going be fine. Would you rather have Isaac Heaney or Luke Jackson or Tim English, or would you rather have the number one Pies Mid? There
2: is no number one Pies
1: Mid, boys. Number one Pies Mid right now is Jordan De Oh. <sighs> He's got. He's had more CBAs than any other Pies midfielder, including Adams.
0: I'm I mid mean, he, he looked he, good on the weekend. I'll take he, any and English. But over I'm still. I'm taking English to go. combined.
1: I mean, look, we could we say all this, but I mean, Cherry's going to be a top six forward. Brody's going to be oh, a top six forward. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, okay, so look,
2: boys, uh,
0: we need sorry. we need to round it, this out. No, no, okay. So the reason and the final reason that I'm taking English before them. It's that whole if you have Gorn and Grundy, and you can you want one of those guys in your forward line when it comes to that buy time. Um, English has the different buy, so instead of ta- I know what it well, it's best eighteen during that time, but yeah. to have somebody in your ruck line that you can loophole through. I'm gathering we'll have Dixon still at that stage as, as the loophole option. You know you will able to have that guy who can come and play on your in your rucks that week. Boys, Just I'm not going to lie, but I'm pretty
2: sure um uh, Max Gorn and McGovern pretty much equal English and Haney
1: I'm not I, I I'm not going to do the math on that but well as in it's, it's
2: like a, I think it's about 190,000 between both I've
0: got it I've got it in front of me actually Look, so I think it's I think it's pretty close I think
1: was it Gorn, like 5 That's, uh Like or we said I'm okay with it's the Gorn close. trade as long, long as you're getting two premiums from it right That's what I mean if you go Gorn
2: but, down then McGovern becomes two premiums. But if you don't do
0: that and then you, you're fucked. Eight, 18K short. Okay. Well, no, 13... Uh, no, no, because uh, I'd had five in the bank. So what's that? 23K short of doing it. Okay, yeah. so it's pretty I mean, close. But I mean, if you were on zero, most yeah. people have cash. Yeah.
1: Ultimately, at the end of the day, is Gorn still going to be top three ruck? Probably. So, again, if you're mm-hmm. only doing it to fix your side... Probably, right?
2: but he hasn't shown it either. So it's, And what Jackson's getting... Shown? Well, Jackson's getting so
1: much He's of that shown pie. It for the last five years. He's,
2: no, 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 but... Jackson is now actually a relevant issue because when the the ball hits the ground, Jackson is an absolute freak. He is more contested and he provides them more than Gorn does. I agree.
1: Well, did you – okay. So, but did you read this – I don't know. I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, Ben. No.
3: (laughs) But I – You need to follow Dan Batten,
1: um, bless his cotton socks, uh, shared a tweet today that said that – Who? Dan Batten, who's the guy that works at um, Herald Sun for Supercoach and stuff. Right. Um, he shared tweets today Which is true uh, That Since the Buys last year Gorn's averaged 110 with, uh, Including the finals With Jackson aside Yeah And, and that's one about those, right One of those finals He kicked like <laughs> five goals Or some shit I, I know That's him having a 160 game Or something stupid Right So, so what's his actual average Well no, that's his average. When Gordon has a 160, you're going to start with Gordon just go, does oh, not kick five 160. goals every fucking week. Yeah, but that's no, a
0: once-off. Like, big deal. He probably does that one more
1: time. Exactly. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he will average 110 for the year. That's yeah. still probably going to be top three ruck. So, so is he taking three. unders or over 110?
0: No, I think 110 is where he's at. I think but I, 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 I said 110 to the I think the rucks the
1: aren't. I said that I don't the going to be going that well. it. Yeah, I think rucks are down. Like, Darcy got injured again. Yeah, Ruck's are shit. Nick, That's now, why English English knocking R2. Nick down to guys, guys, guys under
2: 18s. How good's English at R2 right now? So yeah, but certain. how
0: good having Gorn and Grundy with English in the forward line in case one of them were to miss a week?
2: Right. No, nah, it's even more shit because Gorn's dropping cash. Um. Anyway. Right, I, I think, think that, that pretty, pretty much drops cash. I other... fucking got him. Do we have any
1: yeah, other your, your shit issues like, we need to touch on? Any other players? That's, no, no, that's no, why it's you're it's not true. ranked
0: 76. Is that no. right, Spurs? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's, I think it's the trade, trade out guys. Uh, are yeah. The ones that so we've gone and through steel Willfield and Gorn. Gorn, uh, We need yeah. to go
2: through steel
1: because he's no, the no, oh other. don't don't steel. trade steel. If you trade steel, I will I will, will smith the fuck out of you right now. Um. <laughs> well, hang on.
2: Can we? Someone traded out steel last week, boys, and you both commented on a tweet today about that. No, but that, that
1: that's that's neither here nor there. People can do whatever they want. I'm not going to yeah. judge you on it. I'm just saying I wouldn't do it. Yep. Yeah. Fair.
2: Yeah. I, if I had well, steel, George, I wouldn't trade him. I didn't ask a lot of, about it, but you know, he had a lot of tackles. Yeah
0: and, well, and but, to that guy saying and i think it was the other guy i'm not even name he was just trying to big note his podcast somebody go at George's, but it like you play the game how you want to play like yeah we can give you different advice and i'm happy to field questions and i'll and i'll answer some more of these questions when i do my own pod and that because a few people have sent them in and it's easier to do it that way but you know if that means if it by trading still last week was able to bring in two premiums and that and again that's yeah, what george is is well, that what's you... the issue like it's his team yeah and that and if he gives that advice and people take it well hopefully they've done a bit of research or they've looked around other people's I, advice i'll
1: tell you what if lipinski went 120 this week the guarantee is a different story right exactly. like exactly it's just it's it's so it's that fine of a thing
3: and
2: if you're watching the his youtube and share that to george i think that's a third time tonight but um Look, it's, it's for content value. you like him for his thoughts and for him as a person and the entertainment value. That's the only reason why you watch YouTube is for entertainment, right? Now... For better or for worse, you still like that person. And if he train crashes like us, and I hope you would still watch us if we crash and burn, and we're oh, like Frank. I do crash and burn every single yeah, year. Chris has done it every that's year. That's one living
1: the high life. i in 72ville
2: Chris, aren't you glad you didn't retire? And you know that's it's the, oh, it's the man, I was going to quit last. Year. i know, so I mean, because when the crashes are so public, you feel so butthurt and you're like, why am I even doing supercation now? You're like seventy six. You're like yeah, seventy six. Feel so. like
1: our Chris Rock feels right now. Chris Rock. <laughs> it's the third Will Smith joke for the day, and I'm done. Oh. All right.
2: Cool. <laughs> anyway, um, so that, that's pretty much. Thing. Now, if you have a premium, I think outside of Whitfield, who you would have to have questions about, he's the only premium that I'd probably suggest trading at this point, and possibly Max Gorn, if only if English can actually then sure up you another premium somewhere else. Uh, otherwise, I'd say back your premiums and just fix your rookies. If you have a mid-price that's
1: failed, get get, get him rid gone. of Tom. Yeah, oh, Tom Mitchell. If for you sure. have, Tom he Mitchell. has a.
2: Where's the price drop?
1: For Get the out workers? of Tom Mitchell. That is that is just not fun.
2: What's happening there, boys?
1: Oh, he was injured before in preseason, and I know, there but- was a big article about it. So if you had him. <laughs> Probably should have read uh, read the article before picking him. But, well, uh, he's
2: projected to drop 70,000 and go down to about 550K in the next two weeks. So uh, it's one of those he's And here's the funny part. Hawks have won two games. They're on top of the table. If you had told me Hawks have won the first two and they're on top of the table. And Tom Mitchell. Is I would say Tom Mitchell would be averaging you 125 and absolutely dominating. But he's not. He's averaging 81, which is stupid. Uh, I need to watch those games a little bit more closely. I think as to why it's happening. I think again, racking up the ball, but just the butcher.
1: Um, don't don't watch it, dude. I'm going to be honest with you. Don't do it to yourself, because here's what happens as a Tom, as a former Tom Mitchell owner is that you just want to pull your hair out. You can't. So you're understand, saying don't get. Don't, so if you have Tom Mitchell, get rid it. of him. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Well, well, I quite a few people have Tommy Mitchell. As Seven percent. When Tom Mitchell is a terrible terrible user of foot and by hand and by foot. Oh, by hand is actually pretty good. Also his Crips. But, but, yeah, the, the difference is that it, he makes it up with his contested ball. Mit, t, mit, Tom, Tom Mitchell, Mitchell or gets so much uncontested ball does the same thing. It, the, the only way that he can actually make a good store, score is weight of numbers. He needs, like, 35-plus touches just to get 90-plus usually. Like, it's, it's a pandemic. It's terrible. I wouldn't... Just don't do it. We are in a pandemic. Anyway, I think that's about it, guys. Oh, is anyone else that you uh, wanted to touch on, or have we uh, pretty much covered everything in the pod? Um,
0: of the people who most traded out, McGovern, uh, Barry, your boy. Oh yeah, uh, um, hold,
1: hold, Barry. Now right, so. look, I, I'm not, I'm not holding Barry. I've, oh, but
2: you're going to a premium though, yeah? I'm going... Yeah, so that well, makes sense. In that line, I'm, if you can go from nah, Berry to like a Petrarca or something, so go for So it
1: I, looks like I'm probably... Oh, this is, I digress. I'm probably going a Whitfield and Berry to um, Stevens and... Or Ginevin, who knows? Uh, and a Hall. So I have to go up and i got to get cash and it's the only way I can generate that cash. So the way up is who's on field instead and that's probably going to be... Um, either Stevens versus Barry now or Ginovan versus Barry which is not ideal cuz i think that i do think that Barry does just pop off at some stage and i'm going to be really frustrated but in the meantime i'm going to get the sweet 120s from Aaron Hall every week so
0: i just don't care yeah, yeah well, 5000 people are getting
2: rid of Barry so at this point yeah. in time
0: most trade out people. We've we'll talked about Whitfield, Dusty. That's just an easy trade. Has to be right, Dusty. Has, if, to, be, has to be,
2: Even then, they said he's still twenty seven percent of teams. Dusty has to be. Just on that, guys. Like I, I, that.
1: I don't know too much about the Dusty sim- issue. So, Swiss, so, so, what's happened? I know that. So it's obviously part of. Um, it's a. Uh, is it a mental health thing at the moment? Yeah, is, yeah. Is that? To do with his so dad. It's a
0: combination of, um, obviously, to do with his old man, and and you know, we all know death. Um, you know affects us all differently oh, and that right, and you know then you know, there's plenty of support for those people who are do, dealing with that and the mental health side of that. And I think you combine that with what he went through of the injury last year. And Dimmer was talking about that. It's well apparently I think Caro might have even said it as some news from um some teammates and stuff. You know, like he gets gets the training, does one day really well second day he kind of rocks up and there's just no interest or not, not interest, but he just doesn't feel there. And yeah. that, and he could probably play, but then you can't be playing this game, you know, it's such rough. You and go and, half-cogged and you know, you've and got you to be your mind as as elsewhere. Yeah. He, here's, so,
2: here's where I think it kind of happened, that's, boys. That's and this, so is, this is me hypothetical, obviously, making inferences, right? But pre-season, it's, it's kind of easier to push yourself mm. hard to stop thinking about it on fitness and working hard for fitness. Whereas he has been said, you know, basically after a game, he would talk to his dad. Right so you work on fitness you play round 1 after that game you want to talk to your dad but you're like well this is fucked and then I think that's kind of where it's kind of unravelled a little bit before round 2 which makes sense because in preseason like I know if I'm not having a great time you work out you stop forgetting you stop thinking about stuff because you push yourself real hard but then you get back to norm- normality and playing around and then his normal routine would be to talk to his dad after mm. round 1 and he couldn't have that so well, fingers look, crossed he gets back. Fingers to crossed it. too, but um, look, yeah, hopefully he just takes care of himself. I think he has paid well, as Dimmer said, he's paid the yeah. club, you know, fourfold or ten times over. So realistically, as long as he's healthy, boys, I'm. But if you have him, look, get rid of him, try and find another good option, and um, go from there.
0: Yeah, oh, for sure, mate. And I'm, I'm, yeah, mate. He owes it, as you said, nothing to this club and that. Like my profile picture's been him on Facebook for the last what five years and that. After, Twins. You know, of obviously, obviously having that uh, celebration celebrating moment after the uh, after the premiership so you know I, I hope he you know finds his finds his way and and you know gets the support that he needs so yeah that's on a super coach reason definitely trade um we've talked about all the other ones and down i think about eighth. Oh, well, Zach Merritt, obviously. Um, Cam is up there in that top 10 as well. Yeah, trade. Um, that's probably the only one that we haven't touched yep. on, and I think that's a trade as well.
2: Oh, easy trade. Cam Rayner, yeah. 15%. Have to get rid of him, boys. Um, a shell of himself. Like, I know, he, I think he will get better, right? But I, I still think there's so many better options at this point in the time. Uh, Cherry, everyone else that we've named already, literally just get on them, uh, unless you can go up into someone better. But. I think that's it, boys. Look, let us know what you're thinking anyway and let us know if there are certain trades that you're thinking about. Let us know where you are really stuck. It's a tough round to kind of navigate through and I can't stress it's very much team dependent because if you have more rookies and guns then you probably want to fix some of those rookies. If you've gone more mid-prices then you kind of want to look at those shit mid-prices and say, hey, do I want to free up some cash to be able to assault later or do I want to try and risk it again and side trade a mid-pricer to another mid-pricer like Bowie and hope that that one comes through. So it's one of those, as we already know, mid-prices are more expensive. They need more cash to be successful. So it's one of those risk-reward scenarios. It is. Um, Boys, Mm -hmm. I appreciate you very much, and I've loved the fact that you've been... We've been doing a little bit of a three-prong, releasing our team reviews on the line. I don't even know what you're saying until I listen to it, so it's completely not structured. We talk about each of our teams individually each week, and we want to keep bringing you that awesome content as well. Uh, and Swizz, maybe I'll hit you up this week if you want to join me for a team reveal, live reactions. See if Bruce's name this week Thursday.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, definitely that on the Thursday. Into, uh, I think it was to Pondy, Tristan, Tim. Um, I know there was somebody else out there who hit me up about questions. I'll um, if we haven't answered them in the pod tonight, I'll do that in my own team discussion. Um, and anybody else who wants to send me a tweet or the boys a tweet and whatever, then we can um, maybe able to talk a little bit about what your your question is um, in our own pods.
2: Yeah. And to Laura, Nathaniel, James, Mike, um, Sheila, he's
1: making up these names. uh, I I
2: hope I've answered your questions as well. We are, uh, look, I can't, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I have a lot of uh, rich mahogany, um, behind me somewhere, but, um, uh, it
1: smells like cinnamon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, look, that's us. That's two hours and six minutes. I think about an hour or so of rookies, a lot of about strategy and different mid prices, Fuck, it's complex this week, boys. Uh, I'll not do for seventy two though. Oh, look, I'll try and timestamp. <laughs> I'll try and timestamp everything. But again, this is probably one of the most important weeks of your life if you care about Supercoach. Let's true. be. Let's be fair. All
1: right, guys. We'll catch you later. See ya. See you guys. Boy.